and we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank you for joining me tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live on the show, and I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on all over the internets, all over mainstream media, social media, everywhere. And where do we start? I can't call it. I guess the whole thing with the Uvalde, Texas shooting, that's been kind of, uh, that that spurred a whole lot of different conversations. A lot of political stuff is going on as a result of that. We saw the whole Beto or Dork fallout. And there's a lot of support for Beto, but is it? I can't really tell if that's organic or not. Also, shout out to the brave woman in West Virginia who stopped the mass shooting by herself. This fool pulls up to a graduation party and decides to pull out his uh, AR-15 and start shooting. But then she shoots him, kills him, and the threat is over with. And I like how... Uh, <laughs> I like how in the report of it, they said nobody got injured. <laughs> nobody that really mattered got injured, huh? The dude's dead, but he don't really count. But we'll talk about that a little bit. And we'll talk about why the media is not really talking about that too much. That's what I heard. The media wants to cover that up like it didn't happen. But of course it did. We'll talk about the NRA's convention in Texas and the protests surrounding that. I got quite a few videos that we're going to watch. Some are very interesting to see. But we'll get to all that and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And I thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. If you enjoy what you are hearing thus far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. And shout out to all the sponsors as well. You guys know how I do at the very beginning. Shout out to uh, me. Shout out to me first. You know, I like to do that every now and again. Shout out to myself. Shout out to ablmerch.com that is a-b-l-m-e-r-c-h dot c-o-m you can get all your hats t-shirts stickers hoodies and more right there on the website that is ablmerch.com check them out in the links in the description box um also go to my other website anthonyblogan.com that is a-n-t-h-o-n-y that letter b-l-o-g-a-n.com for every video that i make i will write an article about it and I'll put sources in the article so you can't say I made it up. So you will always know that I have sourced my work. I always do that. I never just say things. I always have evidence to back it up. That's what I do. Again, anthonyblogan.com. Also, go to the contact page. You can go to my social media accounts from there. Or you can find them there. You have uh, my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff is right there on the contact page. I think I'm about to be at 80,000 followers on Instagram. I'm trying to get to 100 before the year is over. That shouldn't be too hard for you guys to go ahead and get that rolling. Facebook, eh, I could take a leave Facebook, really, but I just use it because it's there. Twitter, that's pretty important. Shout out to Elon Musk for trying to make that a freer place to be. So, again, anthonyblogan.com, that's the website. Also, go to patriotpost.us, your best source of news and information. Links for that website will be in the description box. Also, go to bhedesigns.com. They make the beautiful handmade wooden flags that are right behind me. You can find one. You can find ones just like that or whatever you desire for yourself. 
custom made over at B-H-E-D-E-S-I-G-N-S dot C-O-M. Again, all my links will always be in the description box below the video. Now, oh, that's a good question, um, Madrew. Hopefully, I didn't butcher your name. You said, how do you send information? Well, you can email me at contact at anthonyblogan.com. Also, if you go to the website on the contact page, the email will be there, and also my snail mail will be there. So if you want to send me something in the mail, like some physical item, don't send me nothing crazy. I got security on deck, and it will track you down. <laughs> but now nah, you can send it to my um, P.O. box. That's also listed on the contact page alongside my email address. So all that stuff is right there. Send me whatever you want. It's all good. Whether um, email, snail mail, whatever it is, choice is yours. Now, we got a whole lot going on. I'm not really sure where to begin. Um, I kind of covered Beto O'Dork's stunt last time. So I'm going to kind of like briefly recap it and then I move on. Because I kind of already covered that in the last show. But we saw what Beto did. Now, see, Beto... Beto's trying to be the governor, right? Matter of fact, is the is a governor race? Is that this year? Hold on. Let me just make sure I'm on the right page with myself. Okay, so that was two years ago, 2022. Now, is it how often does it happen? Okay, hold on. Let me see. But um, I think it's what, like every six years? Matter of fact, let me just go and look up Texas governor. That'll give me the what I want. Okay. So. Yeah, every four years. I believe. So there was an election in 2018 and then 2022. So the next one to be 2026. So, but Beto... Beto was trying to play the long game, right? He's trying to be part of, I guess you would say, a coalition to turn Texas blue. That's the objective. If you can't see what's going on, that's the that's the whole thing. They want to turn Texas blue. They want to take that electorate. They want to flood it with illegal aliens. That's what's happening right now at the border. Flooding it with illegal aliens. And the ultimate goal for them and the illegal aliens is to give them amnesty. Okay? Because they, they're talking about, oh, well, we got to get the dreamers, a pathway to citizenship, all this, that, and the third. Um, Hold on. So, okay, the election is this year. I'm tripping. I'm thinking it's like not 2022. So, yeah, the election is right now 2022. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, hey, maybe I didn't get enough sleep last night. So, I'm thinking the election already passed, but we just, we just had the primaries, not the actual general election. So, the election is this year, 2022. And Beto is trying to become the governor. But again, that's part of the whole long game thing where they're trying to take Texas and turn it blue. And they're using this whole thing with the um, with the shooting to push that forward. So, of course, Beto is going to go out there and show up, interrupt the press conference. Let me see if I can find that video again right quick. He's going to interrupt the press conference, and then he's going to be at the NRA convention. I mean, the NRA convention really was kind of bad timing because what it did was give a platform for these leftists to go out there and say whatever they want to say, do whatever they want to do on the the backs of all this, right? 
that that's the whole thing that it did. And I do have video from the NRA convention. I'll get to that in a little bit because I know that's going to really kind of tie into the whole Beto thing. But let me find the original clip first to get some context. But um, they they want to take Texas. They went they 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 took Arizona. They took Georgia in the last election, but I think that's short-lived. That's not going to last very long. I, I think um, because I'm the kind of guy that watches a lot of these uh, blog sites, Shade Room and stuff like that, just to see what's happening in the streets, right? These uh, digital streets. And the Shade Room, this is like a, you know, very popular 25 million follower, quote-unquote urban Instagram news page. And they posted something about Stacey Abrams and or Brian Kemp. And a lot of people were saying, hey, man, Kemp 20, 2022, Kemp going to win it, Kemp going to take it. Stacey Abrams is not going to take it. This is a page that's going to be a lot of Democrat-leaning people, right? They were not really in favor of Stacey Abrams. And, you know, the thing about it is Stacey Abrams ran a campaign against guns. You can't do that in Georgia. Stacey Abrams also said that Georgia was not a good place to live or something like that. Hold on. Let me let me just make sure um, I'm saying I'm saying the right thing. I think she said Georgia is not a good place to. OK, here it is. So Stacey Abrams, let's put it on the screen. Matter of fact, let's let's get some screen action going. Shout out to the Hodge twins. Let me go ahead and just clear that ad. Okay, so here it is. Abrams says, Georgia. Okay, shaving that, really random. But anyway, Abrams says, Georgia is the worst state to live in. Hold on, let's let's not. Come on. I, I ain't trying to see no lady shave their knees on this ad for, and that's a bad mental picture, right? You're thinking about Stacey Abrams, and then you get an ad. Like, I, I'm glad I turned it off. They had armpit hair, they shaved. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Did I sign up for this? I'm not trying to see no armpit hair get shaved. Okay, there we go. So here, here's a slightly better picture rather than armpit hair being shaved in the commercial. Okay, so, so Stacey Abrams says Georgia is, quote, worst state to live in, citing health care incarceration rates. She says Georgia is capable of greatness. We just need greatness to be in our governor's office. Now, let's... See if she actually, if, they, if they're going to play it here in this particular clip. Play a clip from you of a speech that Stacey Abrams gave at a Democratic fundraiser over the weekend that's getting a lot of attention from Republicans. In it, she says that Georgia is the worst state in the country to live before going on to list a number of quality of life issues like maternal mortality and incarceration. Here's a little bit of her re uh, remarks, and then we'll talk more on the other side. Take a look. I am tired of hearing about being the best state in the country to do business when we are the worst state in the country to live. When you're number 48 for mental health, when you're number one for maternal mortality, when you have an incarceration rate that's on the rise and wages that are on the decline, then you're not the number one place to, do, to live in the United States. But we can get there, Gwinnett. Okay, so she was in Gwinnett, which is like Atlanta Metro. Um, yeah, if you're trying to become the governor of Georgia, I don't think the way you do that is by saying Georgia is the worst state to live. Why would you do that? That's the dumbest thing in the world. I don't care what, what part are you from? That's the dumbest thing to do. What do you do if you're the governor? You're trying, you're trying to be the, the governor. You say, hey, 
the great citizens of Georgia, the greatest state. You, your whole thing is to produce morale for your citizens and the people that work there, people that want to come there. You want to promote tourism and all that kind of stuff and businesses to come there. So if a business wants to move to Georgia and they see you on TV, let's just say she was the governor. She's not the governor now. She's trying to become the governor, trying to unseat Kemp, which ain't going to happen. People trying to tell me Stacey Abrams is going to be the next governor. Yeah, right. Like, even a lot of the black folks don't like Stacey Abrams because of her anti-gun stance, but I digress. If you get on television and say that Georgia is the worst state to live in and you're the governor, if she was the governor, but she's not, I mean, you're going to turn business away. You're going to turn people away. You're going to reduce the morale of your constituents. You just, the great citizens of Georgia, I come to you today to say X, Y, and Z. We are a great state. We have great amusement parks. We have great business. We have great taxes. You need to focus on that. Don't focus on your flaws and say we suck. You got to be the most moronic person in the world. But anyway, my whole point to going off on that tangent is to say that Stacey Abrams has no chance of winning. This whole thing about Georgia becoming blue was temporary. That happened last election. And a lot of that was because people like Lynn Wood talking about don't go vote. Because we lost the um, the Senate races because of that, in my opinion. It was low turnout, therefore we lost. People want to talk about the election and stuff like that, but we it was a low turnout. I'm right here on a Georgia line, right where I live in Tennessee. I'm right on the Georgia line. I'm in Georgia all the time, every week. I'm in Georgia. And I know what happened. It was low turnout for those races. That's why they lost. That's why you got Raphael Warnock um, beating his wife and stuff like that, and the other guy, John Ossoff. And I feel like Warnock, Ossoff, and Abrams all live in other places other than Georgia. They're living in California, New York, et cetera, trying to raise money. What's that going to do for Georgia, though? At the end of the day, you got to come to Georgia and win those citizens over. You got to be able to get them to vote for you. All the money in the world ain't necessarily going to convince somebody to vote for you that doesn't want to. When you say our state sucks, when you say I'm anti-gun, when you say things like that, it ain't really going to work. So Texas is going to be the same way. They're trying to make Texas blue. They've not had any success yet. I would say with the last election between Beto and Ted Cruz, it was close. I'll say it was close. And then, so I guess Beto was trying to become the senator. Now he's trying to become the governor. Is that is that what happened? Y'all, if I'm wrong about that, let me know. But he's just trying to pretty much do whatever he can. Okay, let me try to be the senator. Let me try to be the governor. Let me try to be something. He is a pawn in the Democratic Party. And that's just what that is. Okay, hold on. Let me see. Yeah, so he ran for the Senate. He ran for the Senate in 2018, and um, I forgot that he tried to be the president, too. Sir, really, trying to become the president of the USA, of these United States? Well, I guess if, you know, Creepy Sleepy can succeed, maybe he think he, th he thought he could as well. Obviously, that did not work out too well. You, you can't, you, you couldn't become the senator. You couldn't become the president, nowhere near it. Now you're trying to become the governor. You're going to be a multiple-time loser. 
multiple time loser. So now let's go ahead and get to the Beto O'Dork clip again, right quick. If you didn't see it the last time. And again, if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. During the shootout that took place at the school, in addition to the students and the faculty, there were three officers who were injured who were all remaining in good condition. One deputy sheriff lost a daughter in that school. Before coming out here. Hold on. Did he? Um, okay, that, that ain't the right clip. Let me, let, me find, let me find the correct clip right quick. Give me one second. Because I saw it right there in that whole um, mix of clips. Yeah, but as I say that, the, the shooting was really bad. That's just something that is a fact that we all know. That doesn't mean we get our rights taken away. That doesn't mean that you have Beto O'Dork get on stage and try to interrupt everything. That's not what that means at all. And we get to the NRA clips as well. I have seen some of those. I have seen some of the protests. We shall get to that. Don't even worry about it. Okay. I think this will work just fine here. There we go. Let's go ahead and play that. So you see Beto right there. Because they, they were talking about what's happening. You have uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. This guy right here in the blue that's ending up, you know, cussing a little bit. That's the mayor of uh, Uvalde, Don McLaughlin. And you also have, um, I, don't, I don't know if I mentioned Ted Cruz right here. Sir, you're out of line. Sir, you're out of line. Sir, you're out of line. And I, I was watching that live too. I just happened to be, I think I was eating lunch, right? And I had a TV on in the background, just, you know, minding my business, chilling, eating lunch. And then I, I, I saw that. I was like, is that Beto? And it sure was. I had to check the, 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 the instant snaps and all that kind of stuff to see who that was. And it sure enough was Beto interrupting the press conference. I'm like, see that right there was just ridiculous, but that's not something that I would um, not expect from him. So he brought a lot of his cronies out to the NRA protests today, yesterday, et cetera. And it's weird how you have these um, NRA conventions in places like right after a shooting. I think there was one in Denver like a week after Columbine. Like, it's crazy the way that these things happen. But they never cancel. I think the Columbine, the, the one in Denver, that was shortened to like one day. But they don't want to make it seem like, and I, and I see why they don't cancel, because if they cancel, what's going to happen is they're acknowledging that they're somehow to blame for this, which they're not any way to blame. The NRA is not to blame for some guy shooting up in school. The NRA is not to blame for the teacher allegedly leaving the door propped open so the shooter could come in. The NRA is not a, the NRA is not to blame for the mistakes in the police response allegedly that happened 
and Uvalde, Texas. That's not their fault. People want to say ban all guns, but then when the guns get banned, they don't understand that you're going to be on your own. And I'm going to get to that in a little bit, how if you don't have any guns and these criminals have guns and they're going to get them from all over the place, right? Before I play the NRA clip, here's a clip from a middle school. I think it's in Baltimore, by judging by their accents. I'm not, I'm not even going to play the sound because it's just too much going on. These young boys got all types of weapons, all types of weapons. And, oh, man, they, they took the video. Wow. I'm a, I got to find that video, though. I have to find that video. Kids with guns in school. Oh, there we go. I found it. All right. Hey, look. Uh, I don't want to see your reaction, sir. I just want to. Who's this guy? Like a tip to the a tip to any YouTube creators: don't be on your video smoking weed and stuff like that. Just you know what I mean. That ain't what you want to do. All right. Hey, I'm not trying to see you smoke weed, sir. So yeah. Now this is, I believe, what I read. This is like. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of brings me back to what people talk about. They say, oh, we need more gyms in the black community. We need more gyms. All right, so they're in the gym, right, after school, and this is what they're doing in the gym after school. And I said that on a Destiny debate. I was like, the gym or the rec center is where the kids get shot. And look at what you have here. You have a, 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 a book bag full of guns, full of guns, just handguns, just, just full of it, chock full. Right, so let's let's go ahead and play this video. I'll, I'll, I'll take the sound off. We only, we only need we only need this. Matter of fact, let's leave the sound on. Now, you see this right here. This looks like it's a Glock extended magazine, and you see that little device right there. You see that little device on the on the, on the back of it. That is a Glock switch. You know what a Glock switch does? It turns a semi-automatic pistol into a fully automatic machine gun. That is super illegal. How are these middle school kids getting Glock switches and extended magazines? Where did, where are they getting that from? Are they getting the Glock switch from Bob's gun store? No, they're not. They they ban bump stocks, <laughs> which it makes no sense. A Glock switch is a lot more effective than the bump than a bump stock. Okay, you can't you you could never you 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 can't get a Glock switch at all in the regular store. This is this is totally illegal. Um, the guy, Young Thug, the rapper, if you ever heard about him getting locked up. Now, what they found in his house was a Glock switch attached to a weapon. Just like this, Senate Magazine, Glock switch, they found that same type of thing in his house. So now they got him on RICO charges and everything else because of some other stuff. They didn't kill a bunch of people, but... Having that in your house will send you straight to the penitentiary. ASAP. ASAP. These are kids. Watch. We not even gonna play like that. Look at look at this. These these are these are middle school kids here. Middle school. We ain't talking about 18-year-olds. We're talking about 12 and 13. Watch. For no grade. Look at this. Pillars in here. Look at this. These are little kids. Stop and watch. Playing, stop playing my see, you see the little boy right here? Watch. Watch, watch what he does. 
Look, watch, watch him. Oh, boy. Look, look at that right there. It's like a like an AR pistol in his pants. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't conceal no AR pistol. You, you see what's going on? These are little kids, middle school kids. Oh, ABL, we need more rec centers. That ain't help. They're in the rec center playing with guns. Coming, <laughs> Gang, gang, um, handshakes. Oh, it's about a hundred, a hundred glickers it is. Look at this. So, yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? Like gun control, gun laws for real? <laughs> what are we exactly? Uh, DMC super gremlins. Yes. What are you going to do? See people, me being from this kind of world, I understand this is what you see in these communities. This, this is what's going on. But a lot of people just have never even seen it. They think in their minds, if you just tighten the laws up to where you can't buy a quote-unquote assault rifle, whatever that means, they don't know what that means. They think if you tighten the laws up, then this wouldn't happen. But all of this is illegal. These kids, you can't be 12 years old going to Bob's gun store and getting a, a weapon. You can't be any age and getting a Glock switch and putting that on your weapon. Completely illegal. No, no, ain't no safety. <laughs> ain't no safety on no Glock. Nah. Fully auto, no safety. We spraying. That's what you, that's what you hear in the streets. When you hear that type of stuff in the streets, that's, that's, that's that. So, I mean, laws? Why protest the NRA? Is the NRA responsible for that? These guns come from all over the place. A lot of times they're stolen. Like, it's an epidemic of car break-ins in Atlanta right now and all over the country. Uh, it, car, cars are being broken into left and right. And you know, you know what they want? They want guns, any kind of gun paraphernalia, ammunition. Uh, they're also doing a thing where they're drilling into your gas tanks. They're doing all type of stuff now. It's getting crazy. It's getting ridiculous out here in these streets. Totally ridiculous. But... Is anybody surprised? I mean, Joe Biden is America, right? That's that's kind of what's going on. And now they want to put more laws on the books to make it harder for us to get our weapons. Now, you saw the reality of the streets, right? You just saw that part. You, you saw the Glock switch from these kids, 12, 11, 10 years old in middle school, after school, after school, in the, in the school gym, where they got to open up for quote-unquote recreation. Oh, let, let them go exercise. They're going to exercise that trigger finger. They're going to they exercise how to whip somebody in the head with a pistol, how to pistol whip somebody. But anyway, um, let's go to the NRA videos, some of the, the, some of the protest videos, right? We have some very interesting things that I want to show you guys. Um, so... Let's start with a threat, shall we? Somebody, a certain someone threatened the NRA convention. Let's let's start with that one. Okay. So shout out to H3H3 Podcast. What's his name? Ethan Klein. Here is, is that his wife right there? I think it is. So here they are on the podcast, and he's threatening to bomb the NRA convention. So there was a big protest outside the NRA meeting, which was good. 
do we have any insight into what they're actually talking about there at the NRA meeting that's today in Texas? Someone should bomb that building. Someone should bomb that building. Now, can we get the federales on him? He's, he's a big platform on the podcast saying somebody should bomb the building. We can't get the feds on him. Now, this guy has a really big platform, really big podcast. It's a little bit different than the guy that went and shot up to school who was pretty much nobody before he did what he did. Okay, so it's a little difficult to try and say, well, the feds should have been on him and they should have known better. In this case, you should know better because you know Ethan Klein is. He has a big platform already. But would the feds do anything to him? Well, they let's let's run it back one more time in case you didn't hear it. So there was a big protest outside the NRA meeting, which was good. Do we have any insight into what they're actually talking about there at the NRA meeting that's today in Texas? Someone should bomb that building. Mm-hmm. So I mean, what are we gonna do about that, feds? Are, are you are you listening? Are you watching? I know I might have some feds on my. You you watching me trying to trying to hear me say something crazy? How about that guy right there? See, you're barking up the wrong tree. You're looking in the wrong place. You're sniffing in the wrong part of the, the foxhole. Go over there. Look at him. But we're not going to do that, right? Oh, okay. Okay, hold on. My fault. Let me go to some more clips here. Oh, here's a really good one. So here's a white liberal um, disrespecting a, uh, two black officers because of their race, not, not just because they're black, she mentions their race uh, because they're out here protecting the whole situation, right? And, and the funny part is that people like this, this white liberal, as soon as something happens, as soon as, like, let's say, for instance, I'm not saying this shit happened to this person, he, him, they, them, she, her, whatever their pronouns are, zero, zim, zay, zer, it, it's whatever. Let's just say she's hearing a booming noise at her door. Like the door is about to get kicked in. The door, you got um, a, a football boot, a, 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 like a, a, a mud-kicking combat military boot at your door. Boom, boom, boom. Who's she going to call first? She's going to call Beto O'Rourke. She's going to call her non-binary friends. Come on over there and, I don't know, get triggered, write think pieces to get them to go away. She'll call the police. The same guys was out there that she's disrespecting. That's how they operate. They're dumb. How do you oh, let him come in? You're a black cop protecting him. Him. How do you So if you didn't hear it, you're a black cop protecting him. Effing disgusting. And there they go right there. Two black cops. So thank you for disrespecting me, you know, using, uh, uh, being, being racial towards me. Okay. I'm black. What's I got to do with anything? I'm doing my job. So what, what's the problem? These white liberals always talk about racism and wanting to help the black man and rest in peace, George Floyd and, uh, Breonna Taylor, rest in peace, queen. But then as soon as, you do a thing that they don't like. They instantly, inward, right away. That that's the first thing they want to do is hit you with the race card. Instantly, they don't waste no time. Okay, if you mess their Starbucks order up, inward. <laughs> I wanted a venti latte, not something else. I this this is this is cold. It's disgusting. Give me my venti latte hot. 
That's like, that's how they do all the time. I've I've experienced it online. Never in person though. They feel emboldened because they got a lot of people behind them. Now, if it was just her and the one officer, and the officer was not in uniform, she wouldn't do that because she knows that she can go ahead and get all of that right there. That Beto shirt would be turned into that. That Beto shirt would be turned inside out. Okay, so she wouldn't do that if not for this particular context of feeling kind of safe with officers, with broad daylight, with cameras, and with people that may back her up. That's that's kind of what's going on. All right, so let's get to some more here. So this says the crowd goes wild as Beto takes the stage at the anti-NRA protests in Texas, in Houston, Texas. How much you want to bet those that are in the crowd are paid to be there? The money on the Democratic side is crazy. Like, people sometimes try to accuse me of being a grifter. Oh, you just want money, ABL. It's like, if I was trying to be a grifter and really get money, I'd be on the left, okay? I bet you people people get paid more to be out there than they are getting paid to work in the surrounding facilities. You, you probably get paid more to be in the crowd than you do you get paid to work in the actual places being held at. Okay, I see security right there. So you got your own, you got your own personal security. You got a lot of staff members. You got paid attendees. You got this nice little lighting set up and everything. Oh, that that's right. Somebody said it. Those, those are Californians. That's right. They might have uh, imported a few Californians from Austin from the, 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 the liberal California enclave of Austin, Texas, and brought them to um, Houston. Right on. That's a, that's a big problem for Texas, though. That's one way that they're trying to turn it blue is by importing not only illegal aliens, but also Californians. Shout out to the conservative Californians that are actually conservative and not right in the fence talking about, well, I believe in the right to choose. Like, shout out to the actual c- conservatives of California. But these uh, Nimrods out here are not that. Oh, so there you go. The crowd goes wild for Beto O'Dork. Okay, we got we got more clips. I got another one. I play last. Hold on. So we we have a person. With a sign, I'm not quite sure what it says yet, but he, from from what I'm reading, because I've read some of the comments before I read that before I watched the videos, I've not really seen the video, but he's struggling to hold this sign up. So it, it's time to go lift, bro. Or if, if you can't lift, you, you got to do something, man. Do a couple push-ups. Do something, man, because them them uh, beanie winnies ain't getting it done. Them, them bean sprouts for arms, them, them olive oil janks ain't getting it done. Your way. You're weak. You'll always be weak. You need a gun because you're weak. You need a gun because you're weak. You need a gun because you're weak. The irony is not lost here, sir. The irony is not lost. Okay. To to pick up a five-pound box of trash, you're going to be struggling. Okay. If you're working at UPS, it, it ain't. It, it's not going to last too long, right? You pick up one box of, some, of, of a hair dryer or... Uh, a KitchenAid mixer, you're going to be falling to pieces. You're going to be crying on the floor, injured. You need a gun because you're weak. You need a gun because you're weak. 
You need a board because your voice is small. You need a. Okay, so there you have it, Mr. You're weak. You're weak. Struggling to hold that up. Yeah, the, the voice cracking. All right. Yeah, the, the voice is going to be done. I have a bullhorn, sir, because I want to conserve my voice. I ain't trying to wear my voice out in three seconds like you about to do. Like, your voice is going to be no more good after this. Okay? So when your wife's boyfriend come over and start to whip you up, you're not going to really be able to try to shout back. You're going to try to use them beans props you got for arms to defend yourself. And it's not going to go very well. And my man behind him has a shirt that says, Real Men Rock Pink. Why? What's the purpose of that shirt? Like, I feel like a lot of these people, their purpose is to make effeminate men be the standard. If you, if if a man is effeminate, that's, you know, his particular business or whatever, but they're, they're trying to push it like it's some kind of cool thing to be. When in reality, a man should be focused on being a man. Okay? You don't have to be super alpha- masculine tough guy i fought a bear at my bare knuckles and i stabbed it i killed it i skinned the bear i put a trophy on my head and i drank the blood you don't gotta be like that but at least be a man and handle your responsibility as a man in society okay and if you're in society contribute to it that's what you should do as a man but this stuff right here you're weak that ain't really getting it sir anyway we have more all right so here we have um, a very interesting character, okay? You could tell that this is not a person that uh, supports the NRA. They are very anti-NRA. Um, you can see from this freeze frame, I'm not really sure where the neck begins and the shoulder, the, the shoulder begins, the, the chest is like all kind of like one little amalgamation type situation. I don't know what's going on, but let's hear what they, them have to say. Sorry for the cursing, kids. It's not my fault. Blame the white lady right there. <laughs> I mean, all right. Like, if you have a different point of view, let's come with an intelligent argument, shall we? Why Why just curse? <laughs> I mean, come with an intelligent argument. Tell me something else. Give me something that has a, give me an argument with a white vocabulary. How about that? That'll be great. Well, sir, I think your argument is flawed because you don't have all the things necessary to fit my definition of what life is. I think life begins here. Street, street, street is all I hear. Okay, so there's the there's the protesters right out there at the um at the NRA co convention, uh, compelling arguments. I'm talking about it. I was I was moved to tears. I, I was moved to tears. The arguments were so good. I don't know what to do. Okay, I mean, so so good. Y y you guys agree that the argument is really good. I mean, the way she said the S word multiple times consecutively. It, it moved me. It really did. And after I heard that, you know what? I, I changed my mind. Now I'm a liberal because I get to go and screech all day. That's what I want to do. I don't want to be intellectual. 
I don't want to use my brain. I want to screech all day. That sounds like a grand old time to me. How about y'all? How about y'all? <laughs> uh, uh, Mike says, feral hogs are destroying Texas. Hilarious. Hilarious. Shout out to the feral hogs. That's kind of a, a diss to the feral hogs. I mean, the feral hogs have some use, yes? I mean, if you're able to capture the feral hogs, can you eat those? I'm not trying to consume no they, them. That ain't really my, my wave, right? If, if they, them were an animal, I wouldn't want it. You know what I mean? But um, so here's Ted Cruz being confronted. <laughs> So they got to hold them. They got to hold me back. Tight moment. 19 children died. 19 children died. That's on your hands. That's on your hands. That proof that's on your hands. So Ted was at a restaurant eating with his family, and some dude came up to him. How much you want to bet that guy is a Beto, um, not supporter, but a Beto staffer? How much you want to bet? Because the, the election time, I'm telling you, when we get closer to the election, you're going to see more of this type of stuff, more of these impromptu things. Somebody's happened to be filming it randomly in the perfect spot to get everything on camera and put it out to the blogs. You're going to see a lot more of that. And I can guarantee you, I can almost guarantee you when you see it, it's not going to be organic. It's going to be something that's, that's, that's done for the cameras specifically. 100%. Yeah. He wasn't going to get violent though. I mean, but you never know. Some guys, they get violent. We saw the guy that shot up the congressional baseball game. We, we saw that person. So you never know. They may try to just flip the switch. No pun intended. Shout out to the Glocks, which you saw in the earlier video. But they may want to flip that switch and get violent. So, hey, man, it's hard to tell nowadays. It's crazy. Mitch Connor says he got that Beto boy energy. There you go. Exactly. So, yeah, all, all these people confronting and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that that right there, that's just, it's, it's weird. It's, it's really weird. All right. Did I have any more videos I wanted to show you? I think I, think I pretty much got everything. There, there, there was quite a few videos there. Actually, matter of fact, shout out to Drew Hernandez. I think he has some more that I might want to um, take a look at right quick before we move on. All right. So let's go here. Oh, we got we got quite a few videos actually. Let's look at these. So you already saw the the creatures out there giving their impassioned plea to uh for 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 gun control. You, you saw that the way she said the S word three times in a row, it brought me to tears. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know what I'd be able to do without seeing that video. But now here's another video of a full-fledged Antifa member in all black, black block. And the caption says, much watch. An Antifa member wearing an Antifa shirt and waving an Antifa flag says he's willing to take all Americans' guns away. This is a uh, part of the NRA convention protest. At this point, should we just ban all guns? Would you be willing to ban all guns in the United States? And all guns would be taken away from Americans. If you could do that right now, would you do it? Yeah. Honestly, yeah. There you go. That's 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 the, the ultimate plan. See, a guy like this is not necessarily privy to um, internal conversations that they have on the left. They want to do exactly what he's saying, take all the guns away from Americans. But they would never say it because the thing about it is 
if this guy comes to your door and says, hey, give me your guns, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. If the military say, come and give me your guns, it's not going to, that, that, that'd be a civil war. And they know that, so they don't want to do that. That's not, that's not a threat, um, anybody listening, so don't get that twisted. But I think the reason why they have not tried to do that is because they understand what would happen. Now, what they want to do is kind of backdoor it. So they want to have universal background checks, but not because they want background checks. Like, I think you got to pass a background check in most states, if not all states. You go to the gun store, you go to Bob's gun store, you got to pass a background check. You buy a gun online, you got to have it sent to a FFL dealer, a federal firearms licensed dealer, and they do a background check there for you to take the gun away. You can't just, you know what I mean? You got to pass a background check. So I think what they want to do ultimately is have you um, make do a different background check where they put your gun on a registry. They put it on the list, they register it, and now they know where your guns are. Then they want to pass little laws like red flag laws. Um, some say that the laws make sense, but the problem is that the laws are going to be abused, of course. So let's just say somebody says, I am acting crazy in my house. All right, they hear me on the podcast, and I'm getting a little bit, my, my voice is getting elevated. Then they want to call the feds, um, the, the, the local police. Oh, put a red flag on him. He's being loud on this podcast. He's being belligerent. He was saying some things that I didn't like, and I recorded them, and I'm playing a message for the judge. And then for some reason, if I live in California or some ridiculous place, then they want to say, okay, put a red flag on him. They come to my door. Mr. Logan, um, there's a red flag on you. And you have these weapons because you bought them from Bob's gun store. They're on a registry on the federal list. You have gun one, two, three, four, five, six in your house. We need those guns. If you don't have them, you're coming with us. If you have any other guns in the residence, you're coming with us because those are unlawfully possessed. That's what they ultimately want to do. That's their plan. Now, is that plan going to come to fruition? I don't think so. But in certain parts of the country, try getting a gun as a regular citizen. If you happen to be a game, uh, a, a game member, cartel member, or whatever, if you're part of like MA or whatever, uh, you know, send a lower cartel. If you're part of those cartels, gangs, bloods, crips, you can get whatever you want. Understand this. These little boys, probably in Baltimore, where you got gun laws in Maryland, heavy gun laws, Baltimore, heavy gun laws. These little boys, seven, uh, not seven years old, seventh grade, 11, 12, 13 years old, had Glocks with automatic, had Glocks with Glock switches on them. So if you got Glocks with Glock switches at 13 years old, what do you think organized cartels have in America? Organized cartels, they can disappear you here. In the States, when I was in El Paso a few years back, I was hearing about stories of when the cartel would kill you, they put you in the bat of acid and dissolve you. Like, that's not just for TV. If you heard that on TV, that's real. That's what they do. They could do that here, too. We're going to be going to ban acid. We're going to ban warehouses. We're going to ban gangs. I mean, what are we what are we what are we thinking about? What are we thinking about? I mean, again, if a 12 year old boy can get a fully automatic Glock, which is 100% illegal. Like, that's already illegal. We ain't talking about legal guns. We're talking about straight illegal guns. If, a eight, if, 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 if a, a 12-year-old can get that, 
How about these adults out here in organized gangs? They get whatever they want. Gun laws don't affect criminals. They only affect law-abiding citizens. Now, that's a great segue into my next clip here. Shout out to my birthplace, Charleston, West Virginia, Canal County. And shout out to this lady that saved the day. So there was a graduation party at an apartment complex out there in Charleston. And this guy, let me get his, um, make sure I say the correct, the right name. I don't want to say the wrong name and blame somebody else. But, um, this guy, Dennis Butler, Dennis Butler decided he wanted to go to the graduation party and shoot it up. He had an AR rifle and he began to open fire on the graduation party. Why? I don't know. It doesn't really matter, but I get to why it doesn't matter in a minute. So the lady just happened to be there at the party. She emerged from the crowd with her legally owned pistol, her firearm, shoots him, kills him. He dead, straight over with. And like I said from the beginning, the news out there in West Virginia, they're beautiful. They said that when she did that, nobody got hurt. Nobody that mattered got hurt. Nobody in the crowd got hurt. He dead, though. He's hurt, but so what? Who cares about him, right? Nobody got hurt. That's the right thing. The 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 shooter, he's dead. And shout out to the police. They said that the woman, first of all, it's, it's no charges, obviously, because that's clearly she's a hero, needs to get a medal of some kind. I'm not sure what you would get as a civilian for doing something like that, for stopping the mass shooting. But there was a party going on, and it's an apartment complex. So he's saying there could have been at least 20 to 30 deaths right there at that spot if she did not step in and save the day, right? So, yeah, shout out to her. I don't know her name, but whoever you are, if, you, if you're watching me, shout out to you, okay? A lot of people owe you their life. So you did the 100% right thing. And that's what we need more of in America. People doing the right thing. People having arms to defend themselves. Look at it this way. If the Antifa boy, if this guy right here that we just saw, if he got his way and was able to ban law-abiding citizens from having their weapons, what would have been a result of that? The criminal is going to have his gun. Again, little kids, 12 years old, got Glock switches, fully automatic Glocks, totally illegal. You can't buy that in the store at all. But they got that. So what's going to happen when you have this 37-year-old man who's a career criminal, been arrested 20 times, who's a felon who can't own guns, already been to the penitentiary, been getting locked up since he's been in his early 20s, probably even a juvenile, okay? Um, violent, probably battery, all, all types of stuff, right? Robbery, malicious wounding, allegedly. This guy has his gun. He's a criminal can't have guns, convicted felon, and he's getting ready to shoot. Now, you as a regular normie, law-abiding citizen, oh, I can't have guns, I don't have a gun on me. You're totally vulnerable. You want to get on the phone with the police. You want to get on the phone with the police, but guess what? The police can't get there in time. The police have a response time. It may take them five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, who knows how long. Who knows how far this is from the nearest police station? Now, luckily, you in Charleston, you're not up in Sissonville or 
you weigh out Logan or somewhere like that, you're not going to be close to the police. You look at you not way down the river, um, uh, um, Quincy or somewhere like that. You're going you're gonna to have county police at best, and they're going to show up, and it might be a little bit too late. By the time the police get there, it's already over with. It's already been done. The people are, are deceased, and now they're there to try and find this guy that probably done offed himself with the, with the rifle after it. So if you're a citizen, it's your right to be armed. If you don't want to be armed, you don't have to be, but it's your right to be armed and understand that you can't rely on the police to save you. They're not going to be there to save you. You might have some officers that are going to be able to get there in time and save you, but what's better? Somebody on the phone, you trying to talk to them, asking you questions, where are you at? What time is it? What's the location? Doing all this right here or taking your gun out, pop, pop, and he did. What's better? It's simple. It, it's very simple, but people don't really understand that. They, they, don't, they don't get it. People are just very ignorant, and I think at a certain point they're willfully ignorant because they're talking about assault rifle. What is an assault rifle? I've asked that question to a lot of people that think they should ban assault rifles, but they don't really have a good answer. They'll say, oh, well, an assault rifle has a high rate of fire. What? High rate of fire? You put a trigger one time, a bullet comes out. So what? how is that higher than just like a, a regular handgun? Six hour Glock, whatever it is. How is it higher than a regular handgun? It's not fully automatic. You can't buy no fully automatic weapon. And I mean, unless you got $10,000 or something crazy, unless you, to buy a fully automatic weapon, you go, you're going to get an old weapon. First of all, it's going to be old from back in the eighties before Reagan came in first. Second, you got to contact the federales and they're going to do a background check on you for sure. And you got to spend a bunch of, you got to get a tax stamp, all types of stuff. And how are you going to find one of those? It's not going to be cheap. You got to find it like somebody got to sell it on the market, and it's going to be very expensive. You got you got ten bands to spare for one gun? I think not. Okay, you're not finding no fully automatic weapon. Regular person would never have access to that just to own in their house or just to use or carry or something like that. It ain't going to happen. Regular normie goes to Bob's gun store is going to get um, a regular handgun, nine millimeter. Or maybe a rifle, or AR, or something like that. Okay, they wouldn't have been AR, um, not AR pistols, but AR fifteen rifles. But a rifle is a rifle. At the end of the day, if it's magazine fed, it's, it is what it is. It's the same thing. It's no no bolt action type thing. You know, one of those type of. You know, what I mean, we're not trying to do anything crazy like that. No vintage weapons. It's all the same, but they look at it. Because it's, it's, it's black and it looks tactical and scary. They think that it has a different rate of fire than like a rifle with a wood grain on it. Matter of fact, let's, let's, how about we just change the design, change, change the color of the AR, keep all the, the rail system and everything on it the same way it is, but make it be wood grain. And you, it, people wouldn't even, they, they wouldn't even know what it is. They wouldn't even know what it is. Okay. Armor light, that's right, Kofefe. Armor light, that's what AR is. Harley Rider says you need a class three license from the feds to own an automatic weapon. Exactly. The the average person would never get that. They they're not gonna get that 
unless they get something illegally, they steal it or something. But if you're a law-abiding citizen, chances are you're not going to have access to a fully auto. You'll get a semi-auto at best. You might get a revolver or a pump-action shotgun. That's what they want. But a shotgun is a lot more dangerous. I saw a guy that got shot with a shotgun. I mean, all of this right here. All of this right here was just torn to pieces. He got hit one time. Bam. Point blank. All of that right there. Skin grabs. Face halfway gone. It was crazy. It was crazy. Wheelchair bound from one shot. Yeah. And it's a shotgun. That's okay for defense. But personally, a rifle is much easier. You know, one, one thing about it, they, they want to ban the AR-15 or they want to just attack rifles in general because they're probably the best weapon to use. A handgun is good for being able to conceal it on you, carry it in certain places for self-defense. And that situation, like let's say you're the lady in West Virginia who happened to shoot this, um, this person shooting at the party. That is best for that situation. You get the guy, surprise, whatever, boom, boom, he's dead. But if you're just at your house and you got a home invasion going on, I saw a video where there was four guys. Matter of fact, let me see if I can find that. Okay. Home invasion, it was four guys. Okay, I think this might be it. Let me see if I can find it. Hold on. Yeah, because there was one home invasion where it was tactical. They had their weapons extended, and it was four of them. They went in single file line like it was a military training. It was it was crazy. It was totally nuts. So this wasn't it, but it's close enough. Killed with their five children close by tonight. We're taking you inside the Bradenton home. Where so you got three guys right here. And they're all armed and breaking in your house. What you going to do? For that situation right there, a rifle will probably be your best bet because it's more accurate and it's it's easy to maneuver. That's going to be your best bet. Okay, I'm going to put that red light right on your chest and it's going to be a wrap. You're going to have a, 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 heart, a hole where your heart used to be. Put it to you that way. It happened for new clues about why they were targeted. Good evening, everyone. I'm Jameson Euler. And I'm Wendy Ryan. Thanks for joining us. The search inside that home just hours ago and what see I, look i saw was got what, what are you gonna do what, what, you, what you what's gonna happen when that's going on see now if you are successful in being able to ban guns but in that situation the police cannot help you because they're already in there they're, they're there so what's what's next and don't let the cartel start to really get active in the United States more than what they are. Ah, oh, it'd be it's it's over with because the cartels are a lot more efficient. Those guys right there were flashing each other. It was crazy. But the cartels are a lot more efficient. They'll vanish you, and it'd be it'd be some young boy, ten years older, to do it. So, I say all that to say this: your 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 right to bear arms is something that is very precious. They want to compare the United States to these rinky dink countries in Europe. And one thing I'll say is that I think um, there are countries in Europe that have very high gun ownership rates. I think Switzerland has a very high gun ownership rate, but they don't talk about how they have a very high gun ownership rate, but yet they don't have all these violent crimes and mass shootings. They don't talk about that part.
Now talk about how a lot of the mass shootings are in areas where it's like a soft target. Okay. So let's 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 check it out. So Switzerland has a stunningly high rate of gun ownership and they don't have mass shootings. And they wanted they probably tried to explain it. Let me see. So no mass shooting in 21 years. And there's one every day in the U.S., allegedly. The Swiss have strict rules who can get a gun and take firearm training very seriously. Okay, let's say no thanks. Okay. Uh, let's, let's see. So Switzerland is obsessed with, getting, with shooting right. Every year, it holds a shooting contest for kids aged 13 to 17, right? So if you had something like that here, that'd be, that'd be bad, right? We used to have that here in the United States too. We had that here. We had um, you could bring your gun to school, and there were there were shooting groups and classes in school. You could do that. But what changed? I think the the culture of people changed in the United States, and mixing cultures that don't always mix together, kind of mental health, all that kind of stuff played a part. Okay. Citizens are armed. They're always neutral. They don't really fight in the wars. Most Swiss men are required to learn to use a gun. That'd be good. We could do that here. I, I wouldn't be against that. Require gun training. I wouldn't be against it. Okay. A quarter of the, t- a quarter of the gun-toting Swiss use their weapons for the military police duty. That's fine. Now, the thing about it, Switzerland, they say they have 2 million privately owned guns. But how big is the country? Let's see the population. Switzerland is a small country. Europe is actually very small as a, as a whole. So they only have 8.6 million people. That's the size of New York City. All right. Matter of fact, hold on. New York City population... Let me see what it's going to say. So 8.3 million. So it's a small place. So let's compare Switzerland to, I don't know, Iowa or something like that. It'd be similar, wouldn't it? Certain states in the United States are going to be different. Like if you, if you saw Europe as one whole thing, you could say, okay, you got a war happening right now in Ukraine. Therefore, Europe is violent, Right. Or you have a lot of strife happening right now in Paris and in London with the gangs and whatnot, knife crime. Therefore, Europe is violent. Okay, how about you have uh, problems happening in the Balkan region, Kosovo and Yugoslavia. You had that war going on, too, in the 90s. Europe's very violent. They don't look at it like that because they see the countries as individuals. You know, they see this little baby country where it's like a million people and they say, okay, how about this little hamlet in the Mediterranean Sea? Look at that. They're doing well. Why can't you guys with population a million times the size, why can't you guys do right like them? It's so silly. All right. But yeah, I mean, let me see. I'm, I'm reading some of this here. Uh, so they might not have, might, you might not be able to get long guns. I don't know. It's the same thing we got over here. Background checks. You can't be violent or incompetent. Same old thing. 
it's not really anything major. I think the main thing with Switzerland is that they're a small country, number one. Number two is probably largely homogenous. And if you have a homogenous society, you're going to have less incidents of violence than a non-homogenous place. The Tower of Babel type situation. If you have something like that going on, that's going to create a lot of the, the strife that you see in society. People can't really get along. They can't understand one another. That's going to create problems. It's simple, but they don't want to talk about stuff like that because that's racist. Right? That's just what it is. Okay. Now, here's another video of Beto O'Dork. And Drew Hernandez confronted him about exploiting these dead children. Let's see what he says. Thank you, brother. Hey, Beto. Hey, how, how do you feel exploiting dead kids? How do you feel exploiting dead kids, Beto? Do you care? The parents in Uvalde said they didn't want you there. The parents in Uvalde said they didn't want you there, Beto. What do you say to the parents I talked to yesterday in Uvalde that said they didn't want you there? They didn't want you to do that, Beto. They didn't want you to exploit dead kids, Beto. Why are you exploiting dead kids, Beto? Beto. Now, listening, just doing his own thing. You know what I mean? When you look at him, trying to act like he, ain't, like he ain't really there. Okay? So that's what's happening. Security right here. He's getting ready for war. It's like, whatever. I heard you, sir, but don't get knocked out. That's, that's you know, hey, man, they got, they got money on debt. They got the security. They got the staffers. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if people coming up to him were also, like, staffers or getting paid somehow. I feel like I've seen so much fake stuff. So many ridiculous up charades that have been revealed. It's like the Truman Show. Whenever I see politicians and they're outside somewhere, I think that it's all just bogus. Truman Show, 100%. Actors all getting paid for a particular purpose. And the difference is that everybody is in on it. Everybody knows what's going on. It's not some kind of patsy. Well, I think, you know what? The Truman Show, the main character... He was the person that didn't understand what's going on. Everyone around him understood what was happening. I think what's happening now is that the American people who are still asleep, we are Jim Carrey's character in the Truman Show. We don't understand what's going on if you're still asleep. Everyone else who's awake understands what's happening, but the regular normie who's still just, you know, uh, going to work every day, packing the lunch, eating a chicken wing dinner, Chick-fil-A or whatever, they don't know what's going on. They're, They're... Jim Carrey and the Truman Show, 100%. All right. Oh, and speaking about Truman Show, ridiculous stunts and whatnot, have you guys seen the San Fran Giants manager, the baseball team, the Giants manager, Gabe Kepler, and his um, his protest against the anthem? Now, he wanted to take a knee like Colin Kaepernick. And as you know, Colin Kaepernick played for the 49ers, also in San Francisco. Same same city, same people. And it was funny because the guy, Kapler, Gabe Kapler, he has a website. I think it says something like Cap Life. It's like, sir, are you trying to be Colin Kaepernick? Did, Kaep- did Kaepernick inspire you that much? Is, was that like your, your, your spirit animal, Colin Kaepernick, when you saw him kneeling and doing the fist, all kind of stuff? Did you really feel inspired by the guy? Like, what's going on? So Gabe Kapler wants to stay in the back, I guess in the the clubhouse, while the national anthem is playing because he doesn't think that the national anthem is appropriate to stand for because of the direction of the country. He wants to see change in the country before he 
again comes outside for the anthem. So if you guys have not seen the video, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and play it for you right now. So you can just, um, you can feast your eyes on this particular guy right here. All right. So this is from their official Twitter page, SF Giants on NBCS, verified. And the caption says, I don't plan on coming out for the anthem going forward until I feel better about the direction of our country, Gabe Kapler. So now, do you guys think he's going to get fired? Will he get replaced? Also, something to notice, he has on the shirt that says, strength isn't always physical. It's mental health awareness shirt. So this guy's all in. He's all in. I'm kneeling for the anthem, basically. I'm not going to come out for the anthem. Mental health awareness. All he's missing right now, rather than wearing the Giants cap, put on a Ukraine cap, and that'll just be the icing on the cake, right? That'll be the icing on the cake. Yeah, I, I just don't I don't plan on coming out for for the anthem going forward until I feel like um, there's I, I feel better about the direction of our country. So that that'll be the step. I don't I don't expect it to to move the needle necessarily. It's just something that um, I feel strongly enough about to to take that step. I think I. The rest of what I wrote, I think, explains the rest of that. Yeah. So he also has a blog post, like an 800 word blog post, expressing his feelings, talking about his dad and all types of just just all types of stuff. But if you I read the blog post from a recent video and if you read the blog post, it's full of just stuff from the news media. One thing I want to say before you continues what the news media does, as I said in my video earlier today, they fill in the blanks for you. So if you see something on television and you don't quite know how to feel. You're still trying to process it. You don't really know what to feel. You don't know what the politically correct thing to say or do is. The media fills in the blanks for you. They'll say, oh, well, the gun lobby, they're behind this, and blame the Republicans, the senators in D.C., 50 senators in D.C., they're to blame for this. They'll tell you what to think and what to believe and how to fill in certain blanks. That's their job as the media. Okay, so then when you see his blog post, it's full of all these things that the media says to fill in the blank. It's like going to Wikipedia and copying that for a research paper. That's what they do to you mentally when they keep brainwashing you with all these things. So when I get callers that talk about these media talking points, I ask some questions about it. It's like, why do you think that? They have a hard time answering because it was never an original thought. It was always what the media told them to think. They thought, oh, this is right to feel this way because the television told me to. CNN said it. I trust Brian Stelter for some reason. He looks like um, <laughs> a, a, a drag queen who is off the clock. You understand what I'm saying? About to go home to his family. But anyway, they trust whatever he says. And he'll tell you whatever he wants you to hear. He'll tell you misdirections, falsehoods, straight up lies, and won't correct it. That's what they do, but I digress. Let's see what he says to wrap his statement on up here. I was having a hard time um, articulating my thoughts the day of the shooting and um, the day we went out there on the line. And sometimes for me, it, it takes me a couple of days to put everything together. I knew I was, I knew that I was um, not in my best space mentally, and I knew that it was in connection. Um, with some of the hypocrisy of standing for the national anthem and, and how it coincided with the moment of silence and how those two things didn't sync up well for me. But I wasn't quite sure 
I, I couldn't make sense of it in real time. And it took me a couple of days to pull all my thoughts together and, and to be able to articulate them clearly. Sometimes that happens for me. That's why I don't necessarily always talk on the spot. I want some time to think it through. And you know what? I remember back in the day where baseball was more for the masculine guys. Like I said before, you don't got to be a big tough guy killing bears and all that type of stuff. You don't got to be that guy, but it was for masculine guys. It was for, it was for men. You know, you, you, you have your dad take you to the baseball game and explain to you what's going on and all that cracker jacks and the whole nine, you know, it, it wasn't a place for this type of energy, but now it's like, it's kind of been infected with it. And I feel like this kind of energy is also infected men in general. You know, um, and I think that's part of the reason why Trump had lost some of the white male vote because he gained some of the black and Hispanic vote because a lot of them were turned on to him for the first time, but he lost some of the white male vote. And obviously that's going to be the biggest piece of the vote and they're going to vote for him more than anybody else. But he lost some of them because a lot of these guys are being brainwashed just like he is by television, by all of the uh, television, movies, music, academia, K through 12, college, they're being brainwashed. So when you see people talking, having an average conversation, what is it about? Like, what are we talking about? We're talking about think pieces and feelings and things that men did not typically talk about before because we didn't really have time to be worried about that. We worried about, you know, more serious things. But these guys nowadays, they kind of fall into that category. And it's creating a lot of problems in society. It's creating big problems in a society where guys cannot stand up to the point where you have men, biological XY men going to the penitentiary with XX women and getting them pregnant. And it's like, oh, no big deal. I saw that today. I saw an interview. I won't say nobody's name. Where the person was talking to a guy about the trans inmate impregnating not one, but two women at the same penitentiary. It's like, oh, what's wrong with that? Deadpan, dead face. Like, it won't, okay, there's nothing going on. Like, that's not really a thing to be worried about. Like, we can't, like, that's not, that's not okay, but people don't even really understand it that way because they think that trans women are women. You see what I'm saying? It's the media putting things in your head to connect the dots. That's what they do. So, yeah, not a fan of what's going on here with your man, Gabe Kapler, at all. Shout out to all the baseball fans. Shout out to all the Giants fans. Hopefully, it's not your team. Uh, hopefully, they get rid of that guy. But the way things are now, um, I saw the BLM stuff on in Major League Baseball. I saw it in the NBA. I saw it in the NFL. I saw it, I think, even in Major League Soccer, if I'm not mistaken. Hockey, everybody had the stuff. So, it's like... Is that was that just for a brief period of time during the whole George Floyd thing? Or is that going to be permanent going forward with other things? Because they always want to link LGBT to people of color have to be the same thing. Put put the colors in the gays in one pot. That's what they that's what they're thinking. Right? That's that's what it is. It's like put us all together and let's uprise. But I'm not gay. Why I gotta be put in that pot with somebody that's gay? I'm just, I'm just me. Why I got to get put in this black and gay pot? What's, what's I got to do with me? Leave me alone. Leave, leave me out of it. But that's the kind of battle we're fighting nowadays. From people that say that they're not racist, we're fighting them so they'll stop being racist. It's like they call themselves anti-racist, but we got to be the actual anti-racist. But they've taken that term, meant to, they, they've taken that term and turned it into a thing that means something negative. 
the, the term anti-racist now means to be racist. It's so weird what's going on. But that's why I'm glad we have faces like this to be able to talk about these things and get it out there into the public. Because if we did not have these spaces, how would you even know about the lady that's out the mass shooting in West Virginia? I was reading the comments. Hey, I didn't see that in the news. Why wasn't that on the news? That's good information to know. Glad I found it out here first. That's, that should be a really good, a feel-good story, right? People always say, where are the positive stories? Where are the feel-good stories? Uh, and I was reading today, I forget who it was, somebody in Congress talking about, oh, there's never a good guy with a gun. I, pre I presented a story, the media, crickets, won't cover it at all. All they want to do is cover when something bad happens and nobody saves the day. They don't talk about all the times when the shooting has been thwarted, when a shooter has been thwarted. They don't talk about that at all, except for when it, it involves a former president and they say, oh, well, there was an attempt on his life or we stopped it. Okay, if you're going to report that, how about you report when there's attempts on regular American civilians' lives and it was stopped by a regular American civilian, a normie, a citizen? Funny how that works, but I, I will digress. All right, we got Super Chats on deck, and then I'm going to get to the calls. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. I'll get to those in just a minute. Y'all hang tight. Thank you to Leo Mazzino, who says, um, I heard the former disinformation lady might be seeing some jail time. Is there any truth to that or what? I have no idea. I've not heard that, so I don't know if that's true or false. Um, hold on. Thank you to Apple who says, God bless all the souls of the U.S. Armed Forces who die in battle or on duty this Memorial Day weekend. Army, Navy, Air Force, Coast Guard, and Marines. There you go. Thank you to uh, a lot of words. I'm going to just call you Gig. How about that? Thank you to Gig who says, coming from a gun owner, I also dislike the NRA, so I'm kind of split on this NRA protest situation. Well, I mean, you have a research in protesting. See, the, I guess the... My question would be to you is, why do you dislike them? Do you dislike them because of their organizational practices, what they do as um, the NRA? Or do you dislike them because they support gun ownership? I think those that are out there protesting aren't necessarily against the NRA and what they do and their internal workings and their politics. To be very specific, they're against it because they support guns. They're against the Second Amendment. They're against a very broad thing that does not necessarily involve the inner workings of the NRA, if that makes any sense. So you may dislike them differently for a different reason than the protesters do. So I, I wouldn't join them at all because you guys are not on the same boat. You know, it's not this whole thing, enemy of my enemy, it ain't that. Thank you to Apple, who also says, God bless the soul of your uncle, ABO, served in the U.S. Marine Corps, uh, killed in Vietnam. God bless all the fallen soldiers, airmen, Marines. Thank you for that. Appreciate you. you remember that. See, you got a good memory. Because that was a story I told, like, that was a um, kind of an obscure story. You remember that. See, that's good. Thank you to Eric Burns Marsh, who says, I knew Jackie Robinson. He was a friend of mine. Tim Anderson, you know, Jackie Robinson. There you go, man. Thank you for your, uh, your super chat. 
Thank you to Apple again who says, I never thought I'd see these words in the same sentence. Texas lawmen cowards, but here it is. Texas lawmen are cowards. ABO fans in Texas, what is up? Thank you for that, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, I've been watching the whole thing about Texas, and I want to I wanna get the full story, investigation, all that, before I do a video on that specifically. It's not looking good right now. Because what I'm hearing happen, and please, again, I want to hear the full story, investigation, the whole nine yards. But what I'm hearing happen right now was at the Uvalde, Texas shooting, the police tried to approach the door when the shooter was in there, but he shot at them. So they had to fall back because they did not have their appropriate shield, the ballistic shield to go in. But the problem is, if that's true, the problem is mass shooter protocol says go in, go in. That's what it says. So I don't know what happened. There was a, a cacophony of errors. The door being propped open allegedly by a teacher, police not going in, not having the right equipment, not following protocol. It took the border patrol. I think he had like got I'm I'm hearing stories about somebody, it might have been border patrol or somebody else, grabbing the shotgun from somebody, borrowing it, and running it in there to shoot the guy, running in there to, to get their kids. That's what I'm hearing about. So I mean, it's a lot going on, but I think the moral of the story is the police really can't save you all the time. Usually they can't save you. If the shooter is right in front of your face, the police can't save you at that point. And there's also a good reason to follow protocol all the time. Don't, don't get comfortable. Don't relax. You know, because Things happen to people, and they never think it happened to me. They never think it happened to them until it happens. You know, just like when my granddad committed suicide when I was younger, it was like, that ain't going to happen to me. Nobody in my family would do that, and then it happens. You see what I'm saying? So that's part of the reason why now I don't, I don't get surprised, really. It takes, a lot of, it takes a lot to surprise me, a whole lot. Like, you got to be moving heaven and earth to surprise me. And be ready for whatever. Be prepared for whatever. That's why I don't attack the preppers. Shout out to the preppers out there. But understand this. There's a thin line between prepping and hoarding. <laughs> you understand? Don't, don't be, you know, having rats and roaches in your crib talking about I'm a prepper. Let's not have that. But shout out to the preppers who are ready. Because people think, oh, well, I always have food. I always have water. I'll always be able to go to the store. It won't happen to me. And then it happens. You see what I'm saying? So it is what it is. So always follow protocol. Don't just do stuff. Don't leave doors open and have security breaches and not have the police officer on us. Have everything the way it's supposed to be. All right. Shout out to Apple again, who says, Growing up, I knew nothing about politics, but I did know that politicians left and right will resign for honor's sake, but not one Texas law enforcement official has resigned yet. Absolute disgrace. Again, we got to get down to the bottom of it, man. I don't want to just say that we should, we, we should, we should do that. Let's get down to the bottom of it. Um, 
Ian Kenny says, I refuse to be lectured on gun control by the same government who armed Mexican drug cartels and the Taliban in Afghanistan. What a bunch of clowns. Uh, very good point. Yes, they did. Fast and Furious. That's documented. Talking about some, oh, boy, the guns are coming back to us. How? How are they going to come back to y'all? What, you going to trace them in crimes? What, you going to, like, pick up the bullet cases after or the shell cases after they get used by to, to kill some people in the cartel? That was so dumb. Oh, we're going to track them to the head of the cartel. Be for real. The dumbest thing. All they did was just arm the cartels with thousands of weapons. And then in Afghanistan as well, they, 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 took, they went on a parade, a parade with our um, equipment. Matter of fact, hold on. Let me see if I can find this. Okay, yeah, it came up right in the, in the, in the thing. Watch, okay, watch this right here. All right. So they literally had a parade with our equipment. Literally, watch. Tanks. Playing their music and all of that. They got these Toyota trucks, I think. They had recording it with cell phones and everything. Look, they got body armor, helmets, everything. This is a forest. Parade. Helicopters. And, and, and they're giving Ukraine $40 billion and weapons. But you, American, you want to, you want a, a handgun for protection to protect your wife and your kids? Nah, no, 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 no. We'll give them whatever they want, though. A helicopter, tanks. Trucks, uh, anti-aircraft, whatever they want, and and money, cash. You, no guns, and here's your little stimulus check. Take six hundred dollars. Oh, and we're gonna create inflation because we got to give them the money, right? We got to print the money to give them, so we're gonna create inflation too. So take that. You'll pay the bill for them, and we'll give you less than what they got, and we'll take more. From we'll take more than what you, you know, had before. You had your guns, we'll take that from you. So, yeah, makes a lot of sense right there, don't it? It's crazy. It, it's crazy. But that's, that's what's going on nowadays. That's, that's what's happening today. That, that's, that's what's hot in these streets. But let me continue with the Super Chats. Uh, thank you to Apple who says, just like nobody in the administration has resigned over Afghanistan. Um, thank you to Apple who says, ABL, comments on press, President Obama saying, please remember George Floyd, even if there are 20 children just murdered. Funny how BLM's quiet about Buffalo now when the BLM Antifa type just committed a shooting. Yeah, you know what? Uh, that was crazy for Obama to say that to like literally piggyback off of the um, Evolve Day Texas shooting, talking about, hey, don't, don't forget about George Floyd now. That was crazy. But that's what Obama does. I'm not surprised at all. That's just kind of what it is. That's what he does. That gets to Tommy DeWalker, who says, What's your opinion on independent candidates? 
Um, they don't have a chance nationally, usually. Um, typically, I'm against them because it's hard. They're, they're kind of unelectable, usually. They got to get to a really big platform like a Bernie Sanders. But aside from that, they're unelectable. Usually, all they do is just kind of get in the way. Um, Apple also says, U.S. Marshals handcuffed parents, so sick, corrupt government. Um, also, no systemic racism in USA, but systemic government corruption. God bless all J6 mega patriots in solitary D.C. jail. And also, ABO recently, I sat in on an event, which I thought I was invited. I then could feel I was unwelcomed, and then I got asked to leave. So cringy and embarrassing. What's the most cringy thing to happen to you? I've been in quite a few cringy situations. I can't think of one specifically, but I've been in some cringy situations, some super cringe. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a cringe environment all the time when I'm watching the news. That's the, the most cringe I get is watching television. If I happen to flip the channel to something that's even Fox, like when I saw, oh, here's something cringy I saw on television. I won't say any personal stories because I've been in some weird situations that I can't really... I can't think of something that's safe for YouTube. But when I was watching television recently, when I saw Caitlyn Jenner, quote unquote, beat Bruce, when I saw them, they, them, zero, zero, him, her, she, him, whatever. When I saw this person on Fox, I'm like, what in the world is going on here? Right. And then they're using the pronouns. Um, welcome to our new analyst, Caitlyn Jenner. She, and I feel like when they bring on a transgender person, they use the, pronouns excessively all i hear is she 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 it's like can you say a different word other than she can you say and it but maybe can we get some other pronouns prepositions conjunctions something good night what the world but that was the most cringe i've seen on tv recently yeah but i'm sure that if i watched cnn i'd be cringe on all the time Anyway, um, thank you to Apple again who says ABL, British style pubs, J or Nay, pub food. Um, have I been to a pub before? Like a pub style place? I'm not really sure. I don't I don't really know. I I'm not really sure. I've not been to the UK, so I don't really know what a pub looks like on the inside. I mean I see TV and stuff like that, but I'm not sure if that's correct. I guess I guess it'd be a bar, right? Like a pub, that'd be the equivalent to a bar. So bar food, like what's what's pub food? All I know here is like chicken wings, that type of thing. You go to Applebee's, you get boneless wings, <laughs> that that type of, you know what I mean? American food where it's just kind of like junk a little bit. All right, shout out to Mallory Foss who says, what's up, ABL, and your opinion, what's your confidence level we get a Republican president back in office in 2024, one in 10 scale? I feel like many conservatives are being too optimistic. Remember they did still the past one. Well, I think that we have a 10. It's going to be a 10. There's no there's, you can't they don't have anybody that could put in there. So to to run. So I think it's pretty much over with. Biden won't run again. We're going to get another president in there. It's going to be Republican. Yeah. I I rate, I rate that at 10. Thank you to Apple again for a few more who says Japanese sit on tatami floor restaurants. Yes or no. I've not been to one of those sit on the floor restaurants in Japanese. I've been to just regular sit-down spots, you know, like regular chairs or like a wood bench or the hibachi type, type place, but I've not been to the sit-on-the-floor 
spot. I like to go to one. That'd be that'd be cool. That'd be real authentic. All right. He also says uh, movies. You buy popcorn, butter, soda, junior mints. I usually don't buy anything at the concession stand. I usually bring in my own stuff. <laughs> I, I you know water bottle in my pocket, like in my in my in my front pants pocket, a water bottle. Okay. Um. What else? Uh, some some Skittles or something like that. You know what I mean? That that might that might rot, but usually like a bottle of water. Yeah, usually I don't buy anything from the concessions, and I don't like popcorn necessarily. They ain't really my wave. Do I eat while I'm driving or drink water? I drink water when I'm driving, but I don't eat when I'm driving. Not when I'm driving. Nah. <laughs> Imagine eating a hamburger and driving your car at the same time. That's crazy. If you can eat and drive. Like, it, it isn't the same thing as eating while you pulled over, like, in the parking lot or something like that. I've done that before, but typically I don't. If I'm going to eat in the parking lot, I'll just go into a restaurant and eat in there. But I've not eaten anything while I've been, well, i take that back. I've eaten, like, little snacks, like little Skittles, um, sugary candies keep me awake. But not like, okay, I got a kebab or a, a chicken wing or something like that. That's nuts. Okay, um... Thank you to Georgia Peach who says, I forgot I, I forgot what I was saying, but I had to donate something to my neighbor, ABL. Thanks, my friend, and all of you. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. Thank you to Apple who says, Texas punk posted threats on Facebook before crime. Facebook's too busy censoring Trump supporters and vex truthers. Facebook should alert law enforcement. Uh, thank you to Jeff Gray who says, and have an idea. Let's ban all Glock switches. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. Shout out to you, ABL. Right, and that, that, that'll work, huh? Ban the Glock switches. You won't have no more of them in the wild. Uh, thank you to Apple, who says, second president of USA, John Adams, said, our constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It's, it is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. Gun owners should be godly and responsible. Thank you to Zen Master, me for your donation with the glasses emoji, the cool emoji. Thank you to Ranger Xbox, who says, YouTube search right now, please. School knife attacks in China and how the results... And show the result. I can't. I can't show that, but um, I have seen the knife attacks in China. Um, thank you to Array of Public Assurance, suggesting who says, "What's your thoughts on 1968 Gun Control Act? Isn't it unconstitutional to limit gun ownership, even if you were gay back in the 90s and thrown out of the military and got a dishonorable discharge? You can't buy a gun." I don't know all the ins and outs of that, so I can't really comment on it. Thank you to, six, thank you to uh, Triple State's King Drummer who says, dum-dums like Gabe Kepler are the exact reason why I gave up on Major League Baseball and enjoy cricket more nowadays. P.S. USA Cricket didn't kneel for the anthem and had a strong win over Scotland today. Shout out to them. Thank you to Eric Burns Marsh who says, the Giants are already seven games back. <laughs> Kepler should be concerned about the direction of his team. They, exactly. Try one of some baseball games. How about that, Gabe Kepler? Uh, thank you to Mallory Foss, who says, Gabe eats Cracker Jills. <laughs> That's a good one. That is a good one. Gabe Kapler eats Cracker Jills. Hilarious. And thank you to Denny Wong, who says, thanks for speaking the truth. Keep up the good work. Thank you for that. I appreciate you so much. But you guys know what's going on. We got to get to the calls. And the number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. There's also an email for Skype in the description box. If Skype does not work properly, please do not blame me. Y'all know who to blame, and it's not myself. Blame that white man over there. 
blend the black guy over there. Don't blend the black guy right in front of you that's running the show. All right, and again, a number to call, 434-658-1220. Yep. Charlie Kirk, Cannon Zone, 2028. Hey, you never know. It could happen. It, it definitely could be. 559, you're on the line I'm speaking to. ABL, Patrick from California. How's it going? Everything's all good, man. How about yourself? Good, good, man. Good hearing from you. I hope you're doing well. Absolutely. You know, um, I just wanted to call real quick, ask you a couple of questions about what you thought about um, how about the 1990 gun bill that Joe Biden had passed and uh, 97% of all school shootings occurring after that. And then also, what's your take on hardening our schools, you know, having metal detectors in there, having law enforcement, arming our teachers? So I, anyway, I'll just go ahead and leave you with those two questions, ABL. I won't take up any more of your time. I really appreciate your show. Always love what you're doing. God bless the United States of America and our 45th president, Donald J. Trump. Take care. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. That's a good, that's a good question. I didn't even realize that about how... Um, most of the gun, well, of, of the mad shootings in school happened after that, like 97, that area, I I had no idea. I don't know necessarily that there's, I don't know the, the correlation necessarily, but that's a good point to make. I mean, is it a coincidence or no? I think maybe that's a, a real thing to look into. So I forgot the other question actually, but I, I think that's something to look into for sure. You know, clearly the gun control is not working for these school shootings because like, what, what would you really do to stop it? Because they're talking about background checks. Okay, the guy was going to pass a background check. Why would he not pass a background check? Was he a, was he a criminal? Did he have a record? What's going on? What what prevent him from passing the background check? You see, you see what I'm saying? So it's just kind of weird. All right, let's get to 860. Oh, you don't lie. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Bill, it's uh, F&A Ranger Xbox, one of your biggest fans. All right, man, what's happening? How you doing, brother? It's all good. Can't complain. Well, uh, I wanted to touch base on that uh, school shooting and how uh, you ain't – how many times has a gunman walked into a police station and started doing a mass shooting? I'm just asking questions here, you know. I just would like to know. I don't think it's ever happened except for in an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. That's right. I've I've, but, uh, I've never seen it before in my life. Exactly, because cowards select soft targets. That's right. And and uh, it takes a big man to shoot a little kid with a gun. Right. Exactly. But anyhow, this is what I feel we need to do. And I live in this state I love to call Net. Oh, excuse me. I mean, Connecticut. <laughs> but I moved up here 14 years ago from Florida. So I don't think the way these people up here think. Believe me, <laughs> these people are so indoctrinated, brain dead, eyes glaze over when you start putting facts on them. But my next school board meeting, because I got a 13-year-old daughter and a 9-year-old son that are awesome kids, their teachers love them. Next school board meeting, I'm going to get up, and I've never spoke before at one, but I'm going to look at my watch. And I'm going to say, I like to do a social experiment right now. I'm going to set the timer on my stopwatch. Social experiment. And I'm going to take my finger and I'm going to go bang, 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 
bang, you're all dead. Nobody stood up and said, conceal carry, bang, bang, and the mass shooting. I have no problem with teachers that want to be trained to have a, uh, a safe deposit box under their desk like a drawer with a push-button combination, thumbprint, you know, unlock or whatever, and have them highly trained on my tax dollars because then you're given the choice, do you want to be a victim or do you want to, you know, protect yourself and protect your students, you know? And uh, that's uh, because if you search Google and YouTube and look up knife attacks, you'll see page after page after page. You're not going to stop a sick, demented person from being a sick, demented person. But you can stop them from doing bodily harm to yourself and other people by responsibly carrying a concealed weapon. And that's what do you think, brother? That's, that's right on point. That's that's definitely what should happen. And if I think and I think if criminals knew that would be the possibility of them going into a place where everyone has a weapon potentially and they don't know who's who that has it is all concealed, they may think twice about doing it because they may not be able to be successful at all. They go in there and get shot right away. Exactly. I, one more thing I'd like to bring up before I leave, and I appreciate your patience with me, ABL. You're awesome. Uh, I don't have to be a law-abiding citizen to get my hands on a gun. Now, hear me out. The street gangs deliberately send, they keep certain members clean, free of crimes, free of charges. They send them to the military to get training. Some of these gang members become arms room armorers. And they fill out paperwork to say this weapon was destroyed and yet it's been used in four murders in the streets of Chicago. So they don't have to go to a gun store. They don't have to do a background check. They don't have to do any of this crap to get their hands on a gun. And not only is fentanyl and illegal aliens coming across the border, but you can bet your butt that when there's lots of guns coming over from, you know, left over from the Fast and Furious, and we ship millions of guns, military guns down there as foreign aid, and the Mexican army or Mexico government is so corrupt that the Mexican military is literally selling the cartels their guns to make money to survive. And I'll close out with that ABL love you show. All you listeners out there, God bless America. The national anthem is to remember our war dead, not to make a political statement. God bless. Take care, ABL. Love you. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. All right. 304 don't lie, I'm speaking to. This is Jeff from West Virginia. How you doing tonight, ABL? I'm all right, man. How about yourself? I'm pretty good. I ain't called in a while. Generally, man, I like to call in and joke around a little bit. But, man, this Texas situation, this is sad. You know, all, all those cops, I'm sorry, ABL. I know you, you haven't really made your mind up yet. But I know me seeing all those cops standing outside, that's the problem. Uh, people don't understand why those cops are able to stand around. And it's because there was a Supreme Court ruling that says cops are not responsible to protect citizens. And everybody, you can look that up, ask your uh, little Google box or whatever, and ask them about a Supreme Court ruling on uh, the cops having to protect citizens. Uh, there's no, gun control has nothing to do with this. It's all about... <laughs> 
it's not going to stop it. You can ban any gun you want, and it isn't going to stop this. We need men who are going to stand up for our citizens who are willing to put their lives on the line and go in there and do the job that they said they were going to do. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. I agree. That That's definitely what should be happening. It breaks my heart to know that there was a fourth grade year, there was a fourth grade aged girl giving real time inv- info from 911. At one point, when she had called, she said there are eight or nine people still alive. She was asking for help. That fourth grade girl was braver than any one of those cops who would not go in there. We left her out to dry. And just for your information about the woman who shot the fella here in Charleston, mm-hmm. uh, yes. Citizens on rare occasion have been awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor, and more than the woman who shot the guy in Charleston, this fourth grade girl deserves it because she was on the front lines of a war that broke out in front of her, giving real-time information to what who should have been soldiers on the field coming in to save her and stop this situation. And what did they do? They held back. Why? Because they love the world more than they love their father, and that's just how it is. And it disgusts me to see four to five hundred pound cops that can barely waddle. Is that really a good use of our taxpayer dollars? No, it's not. No, absolutely it's not. We need a stricter system for our cops. And I would tell any one of those cops, you are worthless for not going in there. Listen, I'm not trying to sound tough, but with the clothes on my back, I would have walked into that school if I could have just tried to stop if I could have just tried to talk to this kid to get him to stop, and if he could have took five to ten seconds to shoot me two or three times, it would have took three or four bullets from him and five or ten, se- ten seconds from him killing eight years old. It's ridiculous. You're right. You're right on point. I agree. And uh, for your last caller, and, and this is very serious, who said, uh, you know, you can't stop a sick and demented person. Yes, we actually could have stopped this young man because I have just as much sympathy for the shooter as I do those kids. You could see the hollowness in that young man's eyes. He had no man in his life to say, son, this is not how a man deals with his problems. He did not have that in his life, and I feel bad for him for that. And a kid that's going to school, we need counselors to be able to pick that out of there. Believe me, I was bipolar. I wasn't diagnosed until I was 28. It was hell on earth. I had all kinds of horrible thoughts. And so if you want to stop a sick and demented killer, we need to open up and have an open discussion about mental health in this country. Stop stigmatizing it. And when we see somebody like that, help them. Understand that mental illness exists, not sweeping under a rug. There you go. 100% correct, man. Well, thank you for your call. I really appreciate you. You have a good night, ABL. Like I say, generally I like to joke around and stuff, but man, it's just as serious. But y'all have a good night and keep the show rolling, buddy. All right, now I appreciate you. Bye, bye. Wow. I mean, what what can you really say? That was that was a very good call. Shout out to him. Nine two oh, you don't allow him to speak to. My name is Jason, actually. All righty, what's going on? Well, I got a question for you. Are you supposed to trust cops when cops are allowed to quit after raping four women? For example, here in Two Rivers, Wisconsin, um, in 2009, a cop raped four women, two that used to be friends of mine until they were strong-armed in signing non-disclosure agreements. And the Two Rivers Police Department and the Manitowoc County Sheriff's Department 
covered that up. Why? Because of the Stephen Avery case. Now, fast forward, you had three cops in the last 10 years, uh, drunk driving. They get off scot-free. One at Lincoln High School in Manitowoc, Wisconsin. Two here in Two Rivers, Wisconsin. Both have been promoted. One was actually my daughter's resource officer at my, at my daughter's school. Uh, he's at home getting paid to sit on his butt by we the taxpayers. How are we supposed to trust the cops? And let's not forget, these are the same cops that just finally, after two years, arrested a pedophile teacher here in the Two Rivers public school system. How are we supposed to trust anybody? As I have told both Manitowoc Public and Two Rivers Public, I trust my own decision-making by open carrying to protect my two autistic children who go to two different school districts. And I trust my decision-making over any cop here. And you won't find anything about the two former Two Rivers police officer. His name, by the way, is Jason Lauren, because they have scrubbed every bit of information. And I'm the only one that has the phone recordings to prove that this guy existed and he raped four women. Now, tell me why a court system would cover that up and the judge, who, by the way, who is now a judge, his name is Mark Rohr, would run on trying to keep Stephen Avery in prison, even though Stephen Avery was exonerated after 18 years in prison for a rape that he didn't commit. How are we supposed to trust the school system and the police departments when they are so corrupted? And I don't live very far from Keele, Wisconsin, where those three eighth graders are being sued for sexual harassment. How are we supposed to trust anybody anymore? That's my question. Okay. I mean, now, as far as police officers and cops and everything goes, as far as anybody, you're going to have people that do bad things, regardless of what profession they're in. Okay. Now, personally, me, I don't really trust many people at all. That's just how my whole thing is. But at a certain point, you got to understand people are going to be people. There's going to be some bad people that do bad things, regardless of what they do. Now, as far as what you're saying about trusting yourself, of course, I mean, you're going to always be able to trust yourself more than anybody else because you can control yourself, but you can't control other people and what they do. And you never know what someone may do. They may just decide to flip and that crazy or something like that. So always trust yourself more than anyone else. But, but how um, are we, how are we, but, uh, but as, as I was saying, as I was, as I was saying, as I was saying, um, you're going to have people that do bad things regardless of what they do. That's just what it is. So, I mean, if you have if you have teachers that have done bad things, you can't just say well they're all suspect. I, I mean, you you could live like that, but if you live like that, then that same principle would apply to everyone, regardless of what profession they're in. But how are we supposed to trust teachers with you know concealed carry if they're also preying on the children in the school systems? Like I said, like I said, regardless of what. Yeah, I mean, like, but like, but I'm, I'm, can, I, can I talk as well? Can I, uh, can I just, just, you yeah. got, you got to just let me finish what I'm saying when I'm speaking. So, like I said, people are going to be people. They're going to be bad people doing all types of things. So, I mean, at the end of the day, if you think that it's a problem that's bad enough and widespread to where it's just 
ever present. You can't escape it. They're all like that. If that's what you believe, then you got to be able to do something else. If you don't want to trust me, that's your prerogative. Now, personally, me, I would say that it's not necessarily that widespread where you would just write them all off. But I will say that the school system is pretty corrupt. Not necessarily the teachers themselves all the way, but the system itself is bad. You're talking about public, K through 12, and college. I would find an alternative. If that's the case, that's what I would do. Rather than be worrying about trusting them, I find an alternative. And if you don't like where you live as far as how the police are, then we need to go somewhere else. Oh, I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan. I've been shot and stabbed, so that's why I moved here to Wisconsin, where it was safer. But now, unfortunately, especially with the fentanyl overdose deaths here in Wisconsin, they have gotten extremely worse. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you can't be in the same place. I mean, Wisconsin, we've seen what happened to Milwaukee. We've seen that whole thing play out. So, I mean, sometimes you got to go somewhere else. Now, luckily, I live, you know, Sun Belt. I'm in the South. You don't really have those kind of problems like that. Not really the way it is in certain parts of the country. So people are fleeing. They're, they're, they're going where it makes more sense to live. And I don't really see a solution other than that or just becoming more involved in the system yourself. If you don't like police, become the police. But if that's not viable, if that does not really make sense, then you got to go somewhere else. That's what I would say. Okay. I, I just, just thought I'd get that out there and ask. I got you. I'm with you, man. Well, thank you for your call. I appreciate you. All right. All right. All right. But yeah, I mean, I understand that. I feel, I feel the frustration. I really do. I understand where he's coming from, but I mean, if we're just going to say, you know, how are we going to trust cops? I mean, how are you going to trust anybody? That, that'd be the question I ask. But if you're living in the area where there's a lot of stuff going on, it's time, it's time to leave. 832, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is Heather in Houston. How are you, ABL? I'm well. About yourself? I'm good. I just wanted to call in and clarify something that a previous caller, um, I think, got wrong. Okay. The Uvalde shooting, there were 19 police officers in the hallway outside of the room where the shooter had barricaded himself. It's not that they didn't go in the building. They just didn't go into the room where he was at. Okay, that's that's a big difference. So now it's a huge difference. It, it really is. And I'm also like I, when I was reading the guy Gabe Kepler's, I was reading his letter, and he was saying that the officers were outside the school for an hour while the shooter killed children. I I don't think no. that was yeah. I think that the shooting probably had ceased when they were in the hallway, right? Um, it stopped for a period of time. And in fact, one of the students that was in the classroom who survived, she played dead. She said he, he played music. He was playing some sort of, she called it death music. Hmm. Um, the shooter did. So they may have thought that he had already committed suicide. I mean, I don't, I don't know what they were thinking. I think, I think the police commander thought that all the kids were dead at that point because things had gone kind of silent. And then like 15 minutes later, he starts shooting again. And I think that's when they decided to, to ram the doors. But think about this. If you're in a hallway and there's two rooms that adjoin and both doors are locked and you know, kids have been shot in there and there might be some that are still alive or hiding. 
you don't want to bust into those rooms and start a firefight with somebody with 30 or 40 kids in the middle. Right. Because now you've made it worse. You now you've put the kids in the middle of a firefight. So that was probably something that was going on in their mind that no, the first officers entered the building like four minutes after he crashed the car or something. They actually got shot. Two of them actually got shot trying to enter the building and they had to fall back. But um, there were 19 officers in that hallway waiting for the order to go into the room. And then there were a lot more officers outside trying to hold the parents back because the parents were trying to get into the building and, and they were waiting on the, um, SWAT team to arrive. And people under have to understand Uvalde is a very small town. They don't have a SWAT team. Most likely. Right. They had to bring it from another area. So, um, you know, I, I know mistakes were made, but um, I don't think it was with malintent. I think it was just a, mass, a matter of confusion. Um, there was so much going on, and they were trying to figure out what exactly happened. I will say this. The police officer kept him contained to those two rooms, so that he couldn't get to any more children in the school. You know, over 600 children survived, right? Um, which was a blessing. So we can't be too harsh. I mean, you just never know what you're, what, until you're in a situation like that, you really don't know what's going on. And until we see the body cams and the video, my question is, why did the teacher, one minute before the shooter crashed his car, why did she prop open that back door with a rock? Yeah, that, that was weird. So she did that after he crashed his car? No, she, uh, that was, she, she went, and they have this on surveillance video, the school surveillance video. She opened the door and kept it open with a rock at 1127. And then at 1128, he crashed into that ditch behind the school. And when she saw that, she ran back inside to call 911, but she didn't shut the door. Yeah, that's that's weird. And in the middle of all that, there was gunfire because that's when he got out of the car and he fired at the two people that were coming across the street from the general home. Oh. So I'm thinking, why didn't she go shut that door? That's a huge no-no in a school. You don't leave the doors unlocked like that. Right. You don't prop open security doors like that. So I'm, I'm like, why... It was just a sad series of of unfortunate events other than the evil the the shooter was perpetrating. But even he, um, there were red flags in his life that people should have paid more attention to. Absolutely. 100% correct. So I just wanted to spell that the rumor that the media ran with that the police were never in the building. No, they were, there was 19 of them in that hallway. Got you. Well, thank you for the call. All I definitely right. appreciate you. Sure. Well, thank you. And keep up the good work, getting the truth out there. Well, I thank you. I appreciate that. Have a good day. Yeah, so, I mean, I just want to, my whole thing is let's just get all the, 
the whole story, all the facts, and then make a judgment. But I don't want to have half the story and not really know what I'm talking about. I try to give you guys the, the full picture all the time. 918, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Oh, there we go. Hey, what's up, ABO? It's J.D. Scott from Oklahoma. How you doing, man? I'm well, man. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Yeah, I mean, I really don't even want to talk about this shooting in Texas because, like all the shootings, there's so many unanswered questions. I mean, even going back to Sandy Hook, I mean, there's a lot of unanswered questions about that one, too. Definitely. So, yeah. But I wanted to say that tonight I'm very proud to be from Oklahoma, born and raised, because we now have the strictest abortion law in the country. Yeah, I've heard about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I didn't know much about it until today I was reading about it, and... Basically, the all, you cannot get an abortion from conception. You cannot, unless under two circumstances, either it's rape or incest, which I agree with that, actually, because that means the woman did not want to get pregnant. But they also had to report that to the police or law authorities to make it legit. If they were not willing to get pregnant, then, yeah, it needs to be reported as a crime before they can actually get an abortion. Right. But for anyone else, yeah, I, you can't do it. And that's the way it should be, you know. If, uh, and there's also something with a, if you do get caught having an abortion, you, the doctor that performed the procedure, and even the person that drove you to the clinic or wherever it was at, you know, they can face legal charges. Right. So, yeah. So I thought that was a good thing to mention. You know, I mean, cause I just, like I said, I found out really about it today. Um, and I was really glad to hear that. Um, also, I was watching uh, before I came on your stream tonight, the, uh, the Trump rally in Wyoming, which was, of course, great as always. All of his rallies are awesome. And uh, he pretty much said that he's not going to go back on Twitter. He said, you know, we got Truth Social. And I started an account there tonight. And he said Twitter's failing. And, I mean, even though I like what Elon is doing by exposing a lot of people, you know, for having so many bot accounts. You know, I mean, I don't blame the guy for saying, you know what, you screwed me, so screw you. I'm not going back on your platform, you know. Well, it becomes a business thing because he owns True Social, so if if he's over mm -hmm. there and he's he's over there, you know, uh, giving exclusive content, he couldn't go back to Twitter because that would ruin True Social because it's now it's like, okay, if, if Trump was the biggest draw to that platform, and he's going to be on Twitter. It's like, why go to True Social? Because he's going to be on Twitter. I'll just go over there. So now it's a it's a, it's a business thing. It just it wouldn't make sense for him to go back to Twitter at this point. If he did not have True Social, he'd be on Twitter, in my opinion. No, I agree with that. That's a good. That is a good point. Yeah, and it is a business decision at this point. But it was funny how he mentioned 
tonight when he was speaking how he was like, oh, the the fake news would love if I went back on Twitter. You know, they would just, they'd go crazy if he went back on there. But who knows? Maybe he'll throw out a tweet every now and then just to tease them, you know, just to get them kind of riled up, you know. <laughs> hey, you never know. Okay, I could, yeah, I could I could see him doing that, but no, um, yeah. So I I never use Twitter. I don't use Facebook. I don't use any social media. But I did sign up on Truth Social after hearing that tonight. So I'm like, what the hell? Why not? You know? Right. Yeah. All right, man. Well, just calling in. Uh, you know, lots of good topics tonight. Lots of you know, good opinions from everybody. So have a good night, man. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. All right. Later, dude. All right. Shout out to my man for calling. And thank you all for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. And the number to call is, you see it right there at the bottom, 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. There's also an email for Skype in the description box. You could use that if you like as well. Let's get to the next one here. 360, you don't know how much speaking to. Hey, Bill. You're speaking to Renee. All righty. What's going on? Hey, how you doing? Hey, I was just uh, wanting to talk to some of them people that have been calling these cowards. Okay. The guys that would... Uh, want to be the policeman but want to quarterback them i don't understand the the ignorance of the people that want a cop to go into a place with no protection to get hurt but they're going to quarterback from here and not even be willing to protect themselves or be a concealed carrier i don't know if any of these people that are saying I'm a carrier and I will go to these places. I don't know any of them. I was listening to uh, Brandon Tatum earlier today, and a lot of people tried to unsubscribe to him. And uh, I totally agree with him. And uh, if I had the opportunity to subscribe to him twice, I would. So what, what did he say? I didn't, I didn't catch his comment. Uh. A lot of Brandon, Brandon was going through the scenarios of what actually happened uh, earlier today, or I believe it was last night. And there was a lot of people on Zoom. He was on live chat, and they were all commenting that they were going to subscribe to him. And uh, <laughs> he was saying, he was saying, go ahead and unsubscribe to me because he's telling the truth. How does anybody that would go in there and sacrifice themselves? Uh, like they were trying to do. Well, Jericho Green put out something uh, about it when, uh, just to you know, uh, if Jericho's listening, my name's Renee Sanchez, and I'm not a female. He kind of commented and stuff because I told him that Ray Liotta passed away the other day. Uh, all these people and stuff that are saying that they're college for not going in, they might want to think about uh, putting on a uniform is what I'm thinking. Instead of being part of the problem and quarterbacking, why don't they turn around and stuff and uh, make a stand? Right, I'm with you. I'm with you. I understand. 
No, I, I Oh, uh, by the way, uh I was uh yesterday I was watching uh Mark Robinson, North Carolina uh governor. Yeah. I recommend anybody that uh has a chance and stuff type in uh Mark Robinson NRA speech. He's pretty impressive and he's speaking exactly what you're talking about. Right on, man. I'll check it out. Uh well, all right. Well, you have a great day and stuff, and thank you for all the listeners that thank you for you, Jericho Green and Brandon Tatum. You guys are all right. And I wish you guys would all get together and stuff and do a nice little one like you used to do, but I haven't seen you in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, Wonder you know. What's going on with that? Because uh, Brandon Tatum, you know, he's um, now doing a radio show. He um, took Larry Elder's spot, so he's doing that. So he's probably really busy. But if we can get together, we'll definitely get back to it. Yeah, because I miss you guys, man. I'll tell you that. You guys uh, made my night of days. <laughs> right on, you know man. What I'm saying? All right, have a great night. Thank you for the Thank call. Thank you very much for your time. Appreciate it. All right, shout out to the caller. And the, the phone lines are blowing up, so y'all please hang tight. 931, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, AZL, this is uh, Bryce from Tennessee. How are you doing? I'm all right. How about yourself? Hey, not too bad. I'm glad, uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, uh, just a quick thought. Um, I was listening to uh, Trump's NRA speech yesterday. He mentioned uh, something about school shootings and everything like that, and that uh, you don't see uh, a bunch of mass school shootings in the urban areas or, you know, inner city areas because they've pretty much taken care of that. I'm just, why can't they take care of it everywhere? You know, if they can, they can take care of it in inner cities. Why can't they take care of it everywhere? It just kind of, it's kind of odd to me that, uh, this, the bad shootings happen there and they happen, don't happen in inner cities, but they happen everywhere else. We, you have any thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I think it's just different culture. The, the, the mass shootings in inner cities happen outside the school in the street in basketball courts and neighborhoods and things of that nature at car shows. There, there were 28 people that got shot at a car show in Little Rock, Arkansas. That didn't make the news at right. all. That didn't make the news. That was kind of like something under the rug. But then when the shooting happens at the school in, um, in Uvalde, Texas, and then the grocery store in Buffalo, New York, then those make the news for some reason. You know, I know it's a higher right. count of people that actually died, but still, you have mass shootings happen all the time in the urban inner city area. It's just, it's smaller in number. It'd be like four or five to get killed at once. Whole family get killed. But that's just, it's it's so common, it's not seen as abnormal. But a school of kids being shot up is not common. It's not normal. So that's why it gets more attention. Well, they can keep it out of school. They can keep it on the streets. They can keep it out of schools, though, there. So I'm just... It's just, it's just they flip, got something it, yeah, it's, it's flip that, flop that, because in, in the places where you have the school shootings, you really don't have the the neighborhood crimes. But in places uh-huh. where you have the neighborhood crimes, you don't really have the school shootings. You see what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just say you know it's, if you can, uh, I just don't see any, any reason they can't secure these schools here. You know. Yeah, they they, def- they definitely should be able to secure the schools, but I think we were talking about it tonight. The lady that had the, the security door open with a rock, I mean, things like that, obvious mistakes that are being made. If those things can be shored up, then you can, you know, 
like basic things to secure the school that are already right there. Just do what do what's supposed to be doing. Follow protocol. Then that could secure the school a lot. It's like the only taking serious when it happens, but other other than that, you don't think it's ever going to happen. But it's only taking serious when something goes on. That's right. We look hindsight being twenty twenty. Like you know, I, I just it's irritating to me. I hear you. But um, I appreciate you, ABL. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. All right. Shout out to the caller. 773, you don't know who I'm speaking to. Hey, ABL. <clears throat> First off, ABL, <clears throat> when you were talking about that whole icing thing earlier this week, first off, are you lactose intolerant? And that's why you don't like ice cream so much? Um, Sort of. I can eat pizza, depending on what it is. I can eat Italian food and stuff like that with cheese in it, but <clears throat> I'm just not a fan of ice cream. It's not really all that okay. good to me. Yeah. Okay, well, you and me are in the same boat for a different reason, but I promise you never couldn't have ice cream or full dairy products for the majority of my childhood due to a lot of complicated medical issues. But the way you described it, it sounded, it sounded much more like that spy box villain, William the Kid from Dry Cereal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 did, I did do Dry Cereal. I never, I never liked milk or anything like that. So milk and certain kind of cheese. I'm just real picky with my food. That's probably the best way to describe it. I'm a picky eater. Okay, well, well, I did kind of share a meme of that with you if you kind of get the reference a little bit and the humor behind it. Okay. I ought to check it out. <laughs> okay. Anyway, wait, on a very serious note, <clears throat> I'm pretty much, much upset practically on my fellow conservatives these past few weeks for a lot of different reasons for being too emotional with some of these tragedies that are going on or not not knowing some fine details even pertaining to the food crisis shortage that we're currently facing while we're giving billions of dollars to Ukraine. And if you haven't noticed, noticed with the Buffalo shooter specifically, the Ukraine Azov Battalion symbol with the black sun <clears throat> was on the Buffalo shooter's vest, which the media deliberately left out on purpose, as well as some interesting detail that the FBI knew about this in advance too, but did nothing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Have <clears throat> have you kind of looked into the Azov Battalion exactly, APL? Um, I've not looked into them very deeply, but I know about them like, uh, being, uh, a, a Nazi group. If I'm, am I, am I correct about that? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and if you kind of look at some of the information I've been sending you about the Ukraine war specifically became with the Azov battalion, you would know not only its roots symbolism, but also how evil they are because one foreign news called Weon, W-I-O-N, has video footage of the Azov Battalion actually executing Russian POWs, even torturing them, which is a direct violation of the Chieftain Convention. But our media expects us to believe 
that Russians are guilty of all sorts of war crimes when when we look deeper at it, that Ukraine, Mounties, dirty and corrupt, is far more guilty of these war crimes than they're accusing Russia of. Right, of course. You know, but the whole thing mm-hmm. is you gotta keep up the narrative that Russia Russia, 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 they're all bad and we're all good. So give me some money, give me some supplies. That's that's the whole thing. Yeah. Well, as far as I can say, give a middle finger to Russia because F them and I don't care about their their war and I really wish wish given everything that's happening right now that the American people would actually take to the streets not only against giving money to to Ukraine Ukraine, but our food food and other supplies supplies to them on illegal legal war to begin with. Right. No All I can say to that is that feed American first, no soup for Ukraine. Right. That that should be the main thing, right? You know, take care of Americans first. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you wouldn't believe this if I told you, but Zelensky actually has has some type of dirty video of himself, himself doing doing some stuff you see at a club. So why should we trust him when that leader is just much of a clown as Biden is? Well, hey, we, we know what's going on with that. This guy was an actor before he came in. It's, it's a whole big mess over there. We need to just stay out of that whole situation for sure. Yeah, well, well, if you do, if you want to see see any of the information that I've seen about Ukraine, it's all there, as well as well as some of those foreign news sites. But you will have some hard times finding actual video of them actually executing POWs out there because YouTube and Google is doing a very crafty job of censoring that information from the public. Right. No, no doubt, man. But thank you for your call. I appreciate you. Okay, bye. All right, shout out to my man, Rapper 10,000, for the call. Let's get to some more here. Call you online, speaking to 417. Yes, hello? Yes, can you hear me? Uh, yes, sir. Is this ABL? Yes, it is. Thank you, sir, for taking my call. I really enjoy your show. I just wanted to make a... a, a quick comment uh, regarding the uh, shooting. Uh, I have like a massive concern of how the public is like this. I consider it to be a kind of psychological transference, how they're transferring their rage towards the shooter, towards the, the law enforcement personnel and the EMS people. I, I just don't understand. It's like, I realize that it's like all the facts aren't in, but yet people are willing to sacrifice the careers and the lives of the people that intervene on basically what appears to be the altar of public appeasement. And I would ask people to kind of like at least wait for all the facts to get in. Do you know what I'm saying? Because once again, it's like I'm, I'm not debating the fact that there may have been <clears throat> some mass confusion, but we don't sue doctors or nurses or EMS personnel. Uh, it's like if there is incompetence, yes, they'll be sued for malpractice, but it's like, once again, it's like not everything goes smoothly. Do you know what I'm saying? And I've seen in emergency rooms where people will, people like, let's, for example, the parents of children that have been shot, once again, they'll take their rage out on medical personnel that have tried their best to save those people. 
And I just think that people are should at least before like withhold judgment before, you know, it's like before all the facts are in. And I thank you for taking my call, sir. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's the thing, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, I want all the facts. I, like sometimes when people make certain comments and I, I just like, let me just get all the information and then I make a comment. Regardless of what the comment is, let me get all the information first. Then I can say, okay, this is what I think. Here's my opinion. I, I like to have an informed opinion. That's my main thing. Five zero three, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey. Oh. Uh, is this ABL? Yes, it is. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, I just want to check in. I do you want to know what I want to talk about, or? Well, I mean, like, what's what's on your mind? Um, I kind of want to talk about, kind of pull the threads together, like. Um, we're coming up on Pride Month. We've been dealing with the Ukraine. That that flag's been flying. Now we've got um, a new flag that'll be flying over our nation, which is the the rainbow flag. And we've got all these shootings. And I just want to kind of talk about what he thinks um, the correlation is between all of these things. Does that make sense? Uh, that the, correla- the correlation between <laughs> wait. Yeah. You said the correlation between all these things. What what things are we talking about? Yeah, specific? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Between the shootings and um, the way our country is going, um, and our focus on other countries like the Ukraine, um, and what I just want to get his take on that. It, it's kind of a it, it's kind of a um, deep question, I guess. But I'm, I'm having a hard time understanding the question. <laughs> Like what's what's the question? Like break it down for me. Like I'm like I'm five years old. All right. Um. So I see. This is the way I see it. Um. So I see that we're. I live in Portland, Oregon. Um, a lot of people are flying the Ukrainian flag. I put up my American flag. They tore it down. Um. And then now Pride Month is coming up, so they're going to be flying the rainbow flag. And so it seems like their allegiance to um, the common cause is very tenuous. And I don't think that they have a really ba- a real basis in truth. I think that they're just kind of going with the whatever is PC. And I'm wondering if anyone else sees it. And I'm wondering if social media has anything to do with it that we we think in memes rather than in actual thought. And so I, I just want to have a discussion with him and kind of probe it a little oh, Okay. Bit. So basically I think what's going on is, uh, I think that, um, a lot of the internet influences of people think nowadays out there, just in the general world, things that are trendy, like a lot of the LGBT stuff has become trendy. I think, um, Ricky Gervais yeah. said that on his Netflix special recently that, um, and also, I think Bill Maher said it. A lot of it is just becoming trendy. People want to have trans kids and whatnot because it's cool. It's trendy. It's it's the it's the thing to do. That's yeah. that's kind of what's going on. So I think the internet does definitely influence a lot of that behavior for sure. Yeah, and so I'm just wondering where their basis of truth is. I mean, I was an atheist, a Jewish atheist, and then 
I had this really weird encounter with the Lord. So now I know where my, my truth is centered, but I don't think that that's true for most people. And so I'm really about our country because it was based on biblical values. And so I'm wondering, like, where do we go from here? I mean, what's going to happen? So we got to look at these issues and really ask those deep questions. Yeah, we definitely do need to just figure out what's going on. Where are we going to go forward as far as our identity as a nation is that, and also as individual people. But thank you for your call. I appreciate you. Okay. Sounds good. All right, now. Take care. All right. Shout out to the caller. Let's get to some more calls here. The number to call, 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. 432-Unit Line, I'm speaking to. Hello, 432. Caller, can you hear me? All right, 432, you got to be able to, when, when, she, when she caught a line, you got to be able to pick up. Don't call, don't follow the stream. There is a delay. Please have your ear to the phone. All right. 678, you're on the line. How am I speaking to? 678, hello. I guess they didn't hang up. I mean, I guess they did not pick up. All right. If you already called once, please don't call again tonight. Let's try to get six, seven, eight, six, seven, eight. Hello. Hey, I think I hung up on you earlier. Oh, it's all good. What's what's going on? Hey, this is Tiffany. Um, oh my goodness, a lot's going on. I don't. When it comes to the Texas shooting, I honestly don't think we're gonna ever find out what happened. They're going to come back with a narrative. After that police officer said, we'll circle back, that was all I, after he said that, that was it. Like, they're going to come back and say what they want us to hear. They're going to package it up and present it. And and then they're going to move on. (laughs) Um, After I saw that Sandy Hook video with that guy laughing and joking and then getting up there and drumming up all that emotion. I I didn't think Sandy Hook was a farce. You know, I know there's all those conspiracy theories and things out there. But after I saw that, that was like, I don't put anything past the government. I don't put anything past them. Um, I think what happened is terrible. Um, but they're going to come back and say what they want us to hear. But what upset me further about that, and I'll... I don't know if you saw this, but I know you saw the Obama tweet, um, and that was disgusting. But do you know who Erica Campbell is? Um, from Mary Mary? Yeah. Yeah. She um, posted a tweet. She posted, uh, not a tweet, I'm sorry, an Instagram post, excuse me. She made an Instagram post and posted a picture of the Little Rock Nine, and the caption, the heading said, Bullied every, every, bullied every day, never shot up a school. And I'm like, I cannot believe this chick did this. Because that has to be the most inappropriate tone deaf thing that you can say. You might as well be right up under Obama with your foolishness. Um, 
you're not comparing apples to apples. This is not, this has, and then her sister, Goo, get in the comments and say, if we stronger than y'all, just say that. Because, you know, in the black community, we go around saying stuff like black people don't do stuff like go shoot up schools. We ain't serial killers, all that kind of stuff. Um, Actually, there is a black serial killer who has killed 93 women, Samuel Little, and he just died in 2020. So we need to stop saying stuff like that because Obama's tweet and her tweet were nothing but ways to cause more division between, you know, the races. That little boy in Texas shot other Hispanic kids. That little boy Hispanic. And he went in and shot all them little Hispanic babies. This is not about race. This is evil. That little boy had issues that needed to be addressed. And that stems from all the other mess that's wrong with this nation, the the destruction of the family, his parents, you know, he living with his grandma, his parents not in his life, his parents seem obviously must have had issues. So why are you trying to make this about race? Then you got all little jokers in the comments. Yeah, we strong. We this, we that. You had some people in the comments that, that said sensible things. I made a comment, ABL. And do you know Instagram took my comment down and said it was hate speech? I made a comment and I said, Black kids kill other black kids every day, so we must not be that strong. But they took my comment down, and they said it was hate speech. And then they had the little button to say if you want to do a review on it. And I hit the button, and it just disappeared. So I don't know if I'm going to get a review or anything. But that pissed me off. But I went back in there, and somebody else had made a comment and checked her about it. But, of course, you know, she she has all these followers, so she can't see every comment. But I was really disappointed in her for posting it because I'm like, that is very stupid and ignorant. And everybody, then they have all these little, because she's what you might call a celebrity in the Christian circles and music industry, whatever. But you had all these other people who are known in the industry or in ministry in there co-signing on that foolishness. Like, yeah, preach. Da, 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 da. I'm like, y'all stupid. Do you not realize that's that's evil? Whether you want to be conspiracy theory or not, whatever, it's all evil. It's all evil. Y'all trying to make it racial, and that's what Obama did. He tried to make it racial because he is, like everybody say, he's the divider. So that that just made me upset, and I just wanted to bring that up. And the other thing, this is kind of on a different subject with the gas prices. At my job, we had a meeting, an all-employee meeting on Zoom. And at the end of the meeting, you can ask questions. And somebody has submitted a question and said, with inflation and the rising gas, are you planning to do, they were asking the CEO, they were like, are you planning to do anything to, you know, help us employees? And this man said, we trying to work out something so you all can get a discount on an electric car. Yeah. Wow. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And I have been watching, you know, I, I watch a whole lot of stuff. And I saw the clip where President Biden has said, uh, I can't remember exactly how he said it, but it was like a beautiful transition or something like that to get us off of fossil fuel. Yeah, I saw that. And so I'm thinking, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, so my CEO, at first, because I was laughing when he said it, I had my, um, my mic on mute and I was cracking up. Um, 
And I'm like, okay, this man is stupid because my they're they're woke. I mean, my company is completely woke. And um, I'm like, he's stupid, but I'm like, he's not stupid. He's a leftist, and he knows what they're trying to do. And what he just basically told all us employees is, I really don't give a care about what you're dealing with with high gas prices. You gonna carry your tail into work. I can work from home on Fridays, but basically four days a week, you gonna carry your tail into work. And you're going to pay these high gas prices. And if you got a problem with it, we'll help you get an electric car. But we know you can't afford it. So, But I'm not going to let you work from home any more days. I'm not going to say, oh, well, y'all can work from home three days a week. You know, work it out with your manager. He didn't say anything like that. We'll help you get an electric car. Mm-hmm. I'm like, these people could care less about you. He sent out all the emails. I can't, and I don't even know what's going to happen in June. Like with Pride Month and Juneteenth and all this mess, we got Juneteenth off. I know it's a federal holiday now, but I don't even know what's going to happen in June. Um, because I'm like, these people are super woke. Um, so I'm just, I just hope they don't say we need you to put the pride colors in your profile or something like that because I'm not doing it. But I don't know, <laughs> that's all I had. Um, I just wanted to bring that up. But, of course, you know, I always watch a show. I love your show. And I just think we just need to pray because it's just, we just need to pray. <laughs> right, right Okay, on. you have a good night, ABL. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you. Okay, bye. All right, great call. And thank you all for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the Internet. Let's go 702. You're on the line. I'm going to speak to Hey, ABL. It's uh, David. Let me put this thing on, on mute for a second, man. I see there's a delay. So, hey, man, um, I was just calling you because I wanted to find out if uh, you knew, um, you had heard anything about this. Somebody was talking to me about it today. Two stories. I just joined, so maybe you guys talked about it earlier. Um, the one about the lady who shot up the guy, who shot the guy three times that came into this, uh, like, a graduation party. Yeah, I, saw, you know I did a video about I'm that. Yeah. About? yeah, yeah. Okay, so so the media hasn't covered it, right? Because I heard it from somebody, but I haven't heard it on anything other than this person who was just mentioning it. Um, so the media hasn't really hit on that, have they? I've not really seen them hit on it. Not at all. But of course, it doesn't fit the narrative that you should have a gun. But okay, so that, that was one question. That I, like I said, I just got on, so I, I don't know what, what's been going on. The other one was that uh, somebody else had mentioned also something today. Um, I don't know if this is true or not. I haven't had a chance to research it, but they said that the um, the guy from the other shooting at the supermarket had been in communication with this kid who just shot up the school through some social media thing, uh, one of these uh, like chat rooms or chat boards or something that they had communicated prior to all this and that it, it had been confirmed or something about, uh, that there was, um, both of them had been talking to some FBI agent a retired FBI guy or something. Have you heard anything about that? I heard something about the FBI agent, but I've not heard about, you said, like, what was it, the Buffalo shooter and the Uvalde shooter communicating? Yeah, but they had communicated, and then they both were communicating also within the same chat room kind of thing with that retired FBI person. I've, I've not heard and about I mean, that. I've not heard that part. That's what I heard today. And then, I mean, this person had like a, a couple facts about it and stuff. You know, uh, it was just a, a random conversation we were having today. But it, it seems that, that I, like I said, I don't know if this is true or not. I'm going to check it out afterwards, but I'm just letting you know. So that way, I mean, maybe you can 
also on your end, you know, do some research on it. Maybe if it's true, you know, you, you do the other videos too, and maybe there is something to this. I don't, it could be just some crazy conspiracy theory, but it, it could have some truth to it. Um, cause we were talking about, I just posted a video on, um, probably the same day that that happened about mental health in this country, how they, you know, there's a major problem, you know, and that's the root of, of a lot of this stuff. Um, and nobody's really addressing it. And then like the next day, suddenly everybody's talking about it, you know, Tucker, Tucker and, and Hannity, everybody's talking about mental health. I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, but then a couple of days later, which is now it's a kind of like gone again. They're not mentioning that again. We're back to the gun control. We're back to politics. We're back to talking about the, you know, the NRA thing that's going on. Again, they've gotten away from the whole mental health thing, you know, again. And in a couple of weeks, it'll be forgotten again. And at some point that has to be addressed because that's, that, that's the cause of a lot of this stuff. I mean, you know, this kid was evil, this and that. Yeah. But when you start uh, hearing some of the stuff and even when they interviewed the grandfather, there were a lot of issues in that family overall. And that's not an isolated case. There's a lot of families like that all over the country. And, you know, the prevention to this, of course, there has to be security in the schools, man. But they got, you know, as a community, you know, most people don't ever speak to their neighbors. So how do you know if the kid next door to you has the potential to, to be harmful when you don't even know your neighbor? You right. don't talk to each other. You know, they're on social media all the time. And so the, the, this is a, a problem that's way more complicated than just, you know, taking away a gun, uh, passing a bill, um, you know, pu even putting a security guard. Of course, that would help, but even putting a security guard that's armed in the school. This goes, this is a community problem that becomes a, a bigger, you know, state problem. And then it becomes a, a countrywide problem when nobody is communicating for real with anybody anymore. No one knows your neighbor. Nobody goes to community things and actually socializes. Th that's a big part of this, you know, this disconnect that we have. Right. Now I'm with you. I understand. So, but um, so anyways, uh, but the main thing I was calling you for was, was for that thing, um, like I said, about the, the FBI agent guy and these two guys that maybe they communicated. Um, because like I said, if, if somebody has already, you know, like a little bit of an issue or, or some mental problems or something, all it takes is that little, little push, you know, like a salesman, you already kind of came in looking for a car. It takes just that salesman to give you a little push to make you buy that car. So if these kids already had these problems and this person had been monitoring it. Uh, I think this guy, when he was mentioning this, was trying to lead up to kind of being like the Gretchen Whitmore thing where, where the whole kidnapping thing was kind of like a, a, the FBI was kind of like, like, you know, edging them to do it. So I don't know if there's, like I said, I don't know if there's any truth to this. But I just heard about it today from this this guy, and um, he's kind of always up and up on this stuff. So maybe if you get a chance, just you know, yeah, I'll check it check out. Check it out, sure. and, and yeah, yeah, just in case, you know. And also, it was a, a good way for the people that are watching this right now to, you know, kind of know about it, and maybe they can also check it out. Maybe there's some truth to it, man. Well, we'll see, man. But thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Oh, thanks, man. Love the show. Thank you. Yeah, man, I've, I've heard some of that, but I, you know, I got to get down to the bottom of it and see what's happening. 432, you don't lie, I'm speaking to Hey, how you doing, OBL? It's all good, man. Turn shooting down the background for me, please. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Hey, man, trying to get through. Hey, um, so, OBL, man, um, I've been, you know, I'm from West Texas. I'm so, I'm a few hours away from Uvalde. But uh, I've been thinking and thinking and thinking 
I'm like, you know, what is the solution that we can do right now? Because, uh, I mean, obviously, we know the cycle is going to be, you know, tragedy happens. Um, the po- politicians are going to do their grandstanding. And, then, you know, you're going to have Republicans, you know, like, for instance, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz goes in here and, like, just, and just uh, recite, you know, rhetoric about, oh, yeah, you know, we need to arm teachers, this, that. Honestly, I don't think armored teachers is going to be the uh, real thing that, that we need to do here. I think volunteer parents at the schools, because if you have a, you as a parent can be at the school, like maybe on your days off and just volunteer, be there armed, and then, you know, be there in the school, amongst the school, assisting resource officers, you know, obviously with training and, you know, with background checks, so on and so forth. It's not going to be just willy-nilly. I just wanted to show up with, you know, with a weapon. But um, for the most part, man, like, I want to get something started here in Texas where this doesn't happen. Because if you have a parent, I feel like a parent in the school has the vested interest in that, in the defense of that school, in the defense of their child that's in that school. So if somehow that could get worked out, I think that might be the best option because, I mean, unfortunately, you know, school districts don't have a lot of money to pay for, you know, a bunch of resource officers. It's just the way it is. They don't have a lot of money for that. Um, Volunteer parents, you know, maybe off-duty police officer parent, maybe on on his day off, you know, things like this um, that we can implement, like, right away. It's basically free, you know. You get parents that just want to volunteer. I mean, you may have to feed them a lunch, feed them a breakfast. But you have at least, what I would say, two armed fathers in a school that just assist the resource officer. Resource officer has a job to do. Um, and the fathers are just there as just, just in case something goes on. They're there to engage the shooter, help evacuate, help get people out. And then while the police are on the way, you know, at least you have two concerned armed fathers that are going to do – because, I mean, we saw the parents – we saw the parents, and, man, they, they, they would have gone in. So I was just thinking, man, why don't we take advantage of that? Why don't we get something done with that that we can really embark? Because I have a five-year-old daughter, and I would absolutely want to run up to the school and, and stop the threat. I, I, it's unfortunate to have to even think about it. But, you know, it's the world that we're living in now. So I feel like, you know, involving the parents would be the best way because you can't pay for security. You know, all these security upgrades, sure, you can harden the school. You can come up with better evacuation plans. But, you know, what are you really going to do um, when the shooter's already in the building? You know, and one resource officer or the resource officer is not there because they had to go take care of something else. You know, so that's just kind of one of my ideas of what I've got going on. Yeah, I think it makes sense to me. It does make sense. And I'm already seeing that around the country. You're seeing dads outside of school just making sure everything's okay. So I think that... That that could definitely work, man, for sure. Yeah, man, I, I, that's that's kind of like honestly, um, I've actually started writing up a proposal to propose to my local school district. Um, and just beca- they're just basically call it DOD, Dads on Defense, you know, and um, you know, of course, it could be mothers too, but you know, fathers have a responsibility to be the first line of protection for their families. So that's why I went with DOD. I'm, I'm actually still writing up a current proposal right now. That way to present it to the school district, to talk to the county sheriff, see if we can get some support, um, and just kind of 
see where we can do that. Everybody I've talked to so far sounds like that says it would be a really good idea. And um, I kind of did want to run it by you when I saw you on, on live tonight to kind of see, like, what what that does sound like, you know, when I'm actually telling it to somebody that has influence. Right on, man. Well, thank you for your call. I definitely appreciate it. All right, ABL, man. Thank you. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense to me. Dad, dad's on duty. Dad, dad's on patrol. Something like that. I mean, I like I like the idea. You know, of course, we, we all want the infrastructure. We we all want that to be going on. But um, but yeah, definitely something like that would would help a lot. Eight five seven. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Yeah, this is Evan, man. What's going on? It's all good. What's happening? Not much. So, um, like the other, the previous caller that was talking about about uh, how could we fix the problem, mm-hmm. I think I, I think it's right on. I think you know we need to have uh, security guards, armed guards at, uh, at the door of every school. Um, probably we need background check. Maybe we need to um, to have more rigorous training before they buy these weapons, so minimize from people from getting it. I mean, the bad people. I mean, somebody might try to harm other people, and more serious people will get these weapons. So I, I think that he was right on. On we definitely we need we need to have more more rigorous training. For example, if somebody wants to buy a weapon, any kind of weapon, and they'll say, have any previous experience with a weapon, you got to go for training before you got to go for safety training, all type of training. And after that, you come back like in a month, and then you buy your weapon. And then you get the weapon after you finish all the training. You don't just buy, shouldn't buy a weapon like they're buying candy. That should not exist. All right, so what happens when you have a woman who is being stalked by somebody and she needs the weapon pretty quickly because her stalker is aggressive and talking about coming to her house. She's called the police, but the police can't be there 24 seven. So what about her? Should she wait for that weapon? Well, I mean, that's, we cannot have a, a perfect society. I mean, right? it's, it's a question. It's, it's, a, it's a question. It's a question. No, I mean, that, so I mean, wait, 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 no, 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 no. Cause you're not answering the question. The question is, should she wait for that weapon? It's yes or no question. Just answer it, please. She should wait for the weapon. Okay. So meanwhile, I mean, if, so no, 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 stop, 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 stop. So meanwhile, you say yes, you should wait for the weapon. Meanwhile, the stalker is aggressive, coming to the crib, beating the door down. He shoots and kills her. She can't defend herself because you think that she needs to wait. Okay, cool. Got it. No, no, no. Well, wait, wait, what what you mean? What you mean? No, no, no. That's exactly what you just said. Wait, you, you, wait, so, wait, wait, okay, wait, so, wait, wait, so, wait, so wait, 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 wait. What you're saying is it's okay because of the greater good, right? Yeah, I mean, people should, if okay. you want to buy a weapon, you should know how to use it. You should know how to, the safety of the weapon. You should have all the, all the necessary steps in order to own a weapon. I don't think you, people should buy the, I mean, if, if I don't have any expertise with a, with a gun, how come I'm going to buy an AR-15 when I never uh, had a, gun, a machine gun before or any type of a machine sophisticated gun? weapon? What, 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 or, or sophisticated, like, or sophisticated weapon. Sophisticated if I don't weapon. have any skills. Why is it sophisticated? Why is it sophisticated? Well, I never, I never use an AR-15. I don't know how to use it. Even, even when you go through, even when you go through the, to the ranch, right? It, it, even the basic pistol, you gotta have some training how to use it, right? You should have some training. So why are we selling this weapon without having any training how to use them? I mean, at a, at a certain point, a weapon is pretty simple to use. You don't need to have a bunch of training to get a weapon, 
right? You can, you can always train with the weapon to get proficient. Training is for proficiency. But when you need the weapon, you need the weapon. Well, we like like know, I we said, excuse safety. me, excuse me, sir. Like I said, the person who is being stalked aggressively by someone who's threatening to kill her, threatening to kick her door down, she's not worried. Excuse, excuse, excuse me, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Quiet. Like I said, I'm going to just sh- shut you down here. Now, she called the police. They can't be there to protect her. They cannot be a security guard. They cannot guard her 24-7, okay? The police know about the person, but what are they going to do? They may see a threat or something like that, but not enough to arrest. So she's going to be on her own. So she needs that weapon right away. She don't have time to be trying to get trained and stuff like that. So she, she could train in the meantime to get proficient, but mean, in the meantime, she needs that to protect herself. This is the whole purpose, right? And also, you got a bunch of these kids running around, I showed so the video. I, excuse me, excuse me, sir. I'm talking. You don't get to talk while I talk, sir. That's what you said. Now, now, like I said, I mean, if you keep, if you keep on, I'm gonna just hang up you on you. you. If you can, if you keep on, I'm gonna just hang up on you while you're talking. But anyway, I'm gonna just mute you. Nobody can hear you, and then I'm gonna talk. So, I showed a video earlier of these kids, right? Little kids, middle school kids, 11, 12 years old, with a bunch of weapons in school, after school, of course, but in the school, like in the little rec area, the gym area. Um, one kid had a Glock with a Glock switched to make it fully automatic, totally illegal. So what are you going to do? These kids are able to get these weapons that are 100% illegal. They can't, they're not old enough to get them. How are they getting them? Meanwhile, you want to just prevent regular everyday citizens from being able to get an AR. Why prevent them from getting the AR? How is it any different than a nine millimeter as far as rate of fire? Shoot the trigger one time, one bullet comes out. So you want to prevent regular normals from being able to get regular guns that are on the market, 90% of the guns on the market. Meanwhile, you got these 12-year-olds who are having fully automatic Glocks that are completely 100% illegal for anybody in the U.S. to own. So how do you, how do you explain that? So you, you've been talking over me. So I, I, no, no, no. I talk, and then you can't talk. I can't talk over you. Because you can't talk over me. That's how that works. So what's your answer to that? Or I can just get to the next caller. What you want to do? So what is the question? You weren't listening. So have a good night. Thank you. <laughs> I may say, what's the question? I literally gave a whole thing about gun ownership and all that. And he's like, yo, what's the question? I, I won't listen. In. See, that's funny. Let's get to the next call. The number to call. You already know the number to call. Let's get to the next call here. Seven zero four. You don't know how much speaking to. Seven zero four. Hello. Hello. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Turn the stream down in the background for me, please. What was that? Turn the stream down in the background for me, please. All right. You're not getting it. I'm sorry. Let's get to the next caller here. Two one five. You don't lie. Who am I speaking to? Hi. Hello. How's everything going? It's all good, man. How about yourself? Good. Um. So I had a quick question. Just hold on for a split second. It won't take long. All right. We're live on the air. I got a little bit of time here. Hello. Hey, yeah. can you hear me? Yeah. You good? Okay. So basically, I wanted to talk about um. 
I want to talk about a certain issue, basically. So here's my opinion. I'm not going to say it, but I kind of have a feeling. I know for a fact that somebody obviously put them up to it. Like, you know, I mean, $4,000 to buy all their ammo, guns, ammos, and weapons. And what else did he have? Did he have, he didn't have bulletproof, like body armor, did he? No, he didn't. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he had body armor, but he had quite a bit of ammunition. And those weapons are, he has some dangerous defense. Like, th- these are not cheap weapons and cheap ammunition, especially right now with the inflation going on and with the scarcity of supply. So, like, like you said, where's money coming from? What's going on here? Exactly. Yes, that's why I said somebody supplied him that weapon. And my theory is, and uh, just hear me out, um, I think, like, because it said in the text messages, I don't know if you saw them, but it said that he, uh, he was upset that his grandma was going to get his phone cut off because she didn't like who he was in contact with. And uh, it irritated him enough to the point where he was going to go decide, you know, I'm going to go shoot her because she's trying to get my phone cut off. So he, that's he, when, after he shot her, then he went on, that's when he went on a rampage to speed from the, the chase from the police, all that kind of stuff. And you know what? I wouldn't really be surprised if that was the case because I've seen some of these kids on their phone. I mean, it's like they, they're really attached to it like a human being. So I, that that yeah. that'll, that'll explain that, that that explains why he shot his grandma because it's like okay why shoot your grandma and then go shoot the school up so that 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 does explain why that happened. Yeah, he was annoyed that she was going to try to get it. She was on the phone with AT and T to try to get his phone cut off because she I, I'm assuming she didn't like who she he was in contact with so that's why he was like you know what so he shot her and um, and what else happened oh yeah that that video you showed with the kids with the Glocks in the schools and, and the gymnasium. I seen that like two weeks ago. And it that's just that whole narrative with me and a few other people in the comment section just reminded me of that narrative. Uh, oh, he was a good kid. He never bothered nobody, X, Y, and Z. And somebody just said, good kid, my rear end. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I yeah. mean, that, that type of thing I see so much. And I'm just like, that's the problem. People, a lot of people don't really see that. They don't know that it exists. But for me, that's just like, yeah. That's pretty normal, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it firsthand, but I'm not. I'm kind of not surprised. You seen more than I have seen, but I'm not surprised with the whole that some kids would be involved in that kind of stuff. But Jesus, the fact that just seeing it firsthand is a little, a little scary because they're that young, but you just have those kind of automatic weapons. And mind you, like you said, one of them had a switch on it. Had a switch, had yeah. Like a Switch. Totally illegal. One hundred percent. You can't. You can't. You cannot buy that in the store. So it's like when I'm hearing people talk about background checks and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, y'all don't really understand the the total world that's around you. The world. The, it's a it's a world that operates right in front of you, but you don't see it. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. That's a that's the thing. And yeah, I was like, that's how I said to them. And when I hear people say the, the stricter gun laws. To prevent Chicago, a lot of people don't know that Chicago has one of the most strictest gun laws. Well, maybe a lot of people that's here on this platform watching you, they know that Chicago has the strictest gun laws, but general normies don't understand. It's like, and like I said, most criminals, they don't understand. They forget. Most criminals get their guns illegally. They're not legally guns. That's right. So, but yeah, that's all I wanted to say, EB. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. All right, have a good one. All right, shout out to the caller. Uh, let's go to 
701, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? The anti-view. How are you doing, ABL? Long time no talk. It's been a while. I can't complain about yourself. <laughs> I have a lot to complain about, but I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Where do I begin? Um, back in my day, which happens to be around the same day as you, when I was in high school in North Dakota, people literally showed up with guns in their trucks because they were either going duck hunting before school or they were going hunting immediately after school. And we, yeah, we still had depression and we had people bullying us and we had whatnot, but we also had responsibility and we had parents kicking us in the butt, even though they may have been divorced. We still had both of them kicking us in the butt and we had jobs the minute that we turned 14 or 15 or 16. I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I do know about you because I listen to you, <laughs> but I had a job when I was 14. I had my license when I was 14 and I paid for my first car in cash, 1992 Lumina. That's what's up. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but there, I mean, I took the gun safety class. I took the hunter safety class. I went out with my dad and I got traps ready and I got the deer stand ready and whatnot. Like I, I was taught to respect the gun. I was taught to respect knives. I was taught to, taught to respect my teachers. I don't know. Every single door in that high school was open at all times until Columbine. And that changed everything. And I know you remember that too. Absolutely. But um, I want to talk about the mental health part because I have to touch on the healthcare aspect, you know, with me being a nurse. The problem with all of this, with Derek Chauvin, with, I don't even want to say all their names, but every single person that's done something wrong or every single one of those mental health, gun, knee, whatever it is, every single one of them, what is wrong with them is the fact that the CEO for pharmaceutical companies is making $29 million this year. The problem that's wrong with these people killing is, you know, the nonprofit hospital who's making $28 million this year. And the biotech people that are making $36 million. And the healthcare insurance CEO, uh, Larry Merlot, Merlot, he's making $36.5 million. Another guy, $26.8 million. I can go on and on and on and on. They are the problem with all of this. And everybody needs to open up their eyes. You can start with when you go to your doctor's appointment, listen to what they're actually asking. You know, you check in and you sit there and you wait 20 minutes. And then finally somebody comes in and it's probably not a nurse because they've cut nurses out of those checking in portions. It's a TMA or it's a med tech. doesn't matter. She's the one taking your blood pressure. Oh, wait, no, she's not. A machine is. By the way, those are always high, so you might falsely be on medications that Pfizer's prescribing. Mm. Doctor comes in, has 15 minutes. Oh, you have a rash. We're just going to start here because insurance says they have to. It is not about what is wrong with you. It is about what insurance will pay for. Uh. It is not about the cancer that is wrong with you. It's about, Oh, we got to go through A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And then when we get to way down over here, after you have nothing left and you're about to take it out yourself, then we can treat what we finally know is wrong. Insurance companies are the ones that aren't supplying mental health. They aren't providing any type of insurance deduct or low deductibles for people that have to go. And when you do have to go, 
They're the ones that say, oh, you only get to go once every six weeks. You're having suicidal ideation and PTSD and you have chronic crap that's going on with your brain, but you only get to go once every six weeks. It's just that is what's wrong with all of this. People can say it's mental health, but it won't matter until what's really wrong wrong is changing. Does that make sense at all? It does make a lot of sense. There, there's an underlying issue that we got to get to. And as long as that elephant in the room is just kind of unaddressed, we're going to see a lot of these other problems persist because that's the core. Like that's like, like the base of it. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Look at your look at your prescription bottles. Go in your medicine cabinet right now. Anybody who's saying blah, 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 or BS, or I know there's haters, you know, because I pay attention to those things for you. Go look in your medicine cabinet. Look at everything that has a PEG written on that. Do you know what that stands for? Oil. The thing that's killing us, the thing that's killing our planet, the thing that they're taking away from your cars, they're pumping in you with medications they say you need to take. And I'm not anti-medication. I I manage six ladies' healthcare regularly, and many of them are on medication, and they have to be. But you need to also figure out what is necessary. Are you getting enough vitamin D through the sun? Are you getting outside enough? Are you taking walks? Are you doing those things for your mental health? And it's your whole person. It's not just your mental health and your physical and your nutrition. Are you socially happy? Are you financially set? Is your debt right? Uncle ABL needs to come out and give some of those videos, okay? Right on, right on. <laughs> but you have a good night, and I need to stop so you can get the super chats. <laughs> well, thank you for your call. I appreciate you. Bye. All right, great call and perfect timing. The show has come to an end. Thank you all for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internets. I'll be back live again on Wednesday. Of course, I'm here every Wednesday and Saturday live. Same bat time, same bat channel. I'll be here at 8 p.m. Eastern to 11 p.m. Eastern talking about a few different things going on and taking calls at the second half of the show. Uh, shout out to the moderators. I know it's been a whole lot of stuff going on in the chat. I've been kind of observing. Thank you all for keeping everything nice and um above board i appreciate y'all for doing what you do all the time i couldn't do the show without you thank you to everybody that's been watching if you've been super chatting if you've been just liking commenting whatever you're doing just watching on tv thank you i cannot do this without y'all but i got some super chats to read right here and then i wrap it on up put the bowl clean on top and let's go ahead and get to it if you can't get on tonight oh i almost forgot if you can't get on tonight don't blame me blend the white man it's not my fault but anyway uh thank you to denny wong who says Thanks for speaking the truth. Keep up the good work. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Thank you to Blast Radius who says, there are no mass shootings in the inner cities? Question mark. There are mass shootings happening in places like Baltimore, Chicago, daily. The recent one was a McDonald's shooting, which the leftist media ignored. Correct. Thank you to Fauna Fay who says, Juicy, like Justice Moyer, already has a TV show that works with BET after just a few days in prison. Black privilege. Also, just when the media and politicians been advocating for people to get rid of their guns and arm, woman disproved that narrative in the same week. Magic. There you go. Shout out to her out there in Charleston, West Virginia, for disproving that we don't need guns narrative. Thank you to Fonda Faye again who says, Laverne Cox got his own Barbie doll now. <laughs> I can't wait for the Bruce Jenner one. 6'2 all muscle, welterweight with a, sparky, a sparkly dressing wig. And you know what? Laverne Cox is also big like that. I think Laverne Cox, like, play overseas basketball, something crazy. Like, I'm talking about, like, you know, basketball player. Hold on. Let me, let me do. 
I'm gonna see how tall this person is. And that that's an unfortunate name. So this person is listed as 5'11, but I feel like that's what they do when they list basketball players that don't want to be centers as 6'11, but they really like seven foot three. This person looked like they bought my size. Or my height, I should say, not my size. This person is big. I mean, it's it's crazy. Hold on. I'm going to try to find this person next to somebody. Um, I'm not really finding what I want, and I'm seeing some inappropriate pictures, so I'm going to go ahead and just uh, stop doing that and get back to the supers here. Um, also, Final Face says, the fact that the Hispanic school shooter is still in the news is shocking, especially since it's against their narrative that minorities are the victims. There you go. And thank you to the answer for you says, thanks for letting me vent. Hit the like button, everyone. Great show, sir. Thank you for that. And that'll be a wrap for me. Thank you all for being here yet again. I couldn't do it without you. But until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.